everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGA Sports.com post-game overreaction show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by Jason Butt of UGA Sports.com. Ryan Abulsi will be here in just a few minutes uh, to take over for Jason, but we always get Jason's thoughts here in the beginning, and they're always quite fresh, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like he's 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 holding in something for you guys, so we'll get there in just a We'll get there in just a second. But no, guys, if it's your first time watching or you're a long time watcher, we always want to know where you're watching us from. Put that in the comments. We'll shout you out on the screen here. And then if you have any questions, Jason, you know the drill. They can uh, put mm -hmm. those in the comments section. We'll answer those as much as we can. And uh, also, if you're feeling froggy, might as well jump into uh, the backstage here. The link's in the description. And uh, come tell us your thoughts on this game. Georgia. 37, Vanderbilt 20. Man, kind of a blah game in my opinion, Jason. But as we do with everybody that comes onto the show, let me get your initial thoughts, my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, windy conditions, uh, just kind of dreary noon kickoff. Uh, here's the thing with this team. We, we're, you know, it's now been seven games. We have a pretty good read on them. The schedule is soft. And soft these schedule. soft, these soft teams, they just don't get up for. And I think we just have to accept that at this point. And yes, we can make a lot out of it. We can have the shows like this to vent when you, uh, you know, the, the fact that um, if, if I'm if I'm a fan, I'm sitting here going, why in the world was this even potentially a game in the fourth quarter? And, and even even with the the uh, pick there. And it got down to 10. Uh, even if it had gotten to eight, if the two point was converted, it, it still didn't feel like Vanderbilt was actually going to win this game or have a chance at winning this game. But and I think part of it was that realization kind of in the second quarter when, it, it, or even the third quarter, I should say, uh, with that long drive where Vanderbilt was just so intent on not giving up big plays through the air. It, it was kind of then when it was just like, look, this team is not that team this year. That, they can still win a title. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. They're not that team that's going to go blow out everybody and and, and uh, just take care of the, the down teams. They play down to the to the down teams. But I think the positive, you still look at last week, the one-ranked team they've played this year absolutely curb-stomped them. So I I think that's just they – just, they are who they are. They're still one of the top four, top five teams in the country. Number They'll, they'll probably stay number one. But you're not going to get those kind of wins that we saw last year uh, for the remainder of the season. I, I don't think it's that type of team. Still have everything to play for. Still feel good about this team uh, as uh, the the second half of the season uh, starts after next week. We've got a special guest in the background, Jason. If we if you've been following along with the yeah, show, yeah, what's up? Uh, lately, James uh, it looks like he had his baby. Yes, sir. How how uh, how's the little one doing, man? She's good. She fell asleep during the game, but it was Vandy, so can't hold her to that. Hey, hey I, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of fell asleep too, James. So uh, <laughs> even grown adults do, you know, uh, that, that was that was a game to fall asleep to. But congrats. Looks like a healthy child. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's doing well. She's got her little Georgia onesie on, so we're all ready to rock. Nice. What uh, mom's doing great. She's doing great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What's your uh, thoughts on this game, man? 37-20. I think it could have gone 47-5, to or it could have been a little closer, just how the ball kind of bounced on this one. It was weird. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much that anyone can really take from the game or will want to take. It's it's Vandy. I'm just so excited that we're done with this part of our schedule. Yeah. And now it's, it's nut crunching time now, and we got good games. Um, the only things that, I mean, I could really see is the trend is the DBs, they're so locked down man-to-man, but they do get lost a little bit on zone, which, you know, I, I trust yeah. Kirby to figure that out. And then the only, you know, it's been a big bummer watching Arian Smith this year. I really thought, like, this is the year that, you know, 20 catches. I always comped him to, like, Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, you know, getting to the league, running that deep ball. But the drop issues, and it just, I'm a huge fan, so it sucks to see him kind of go from, like, that fourth to sixth-round pick to maybe not getting drafted. And, you know, we have these long 16, 17-play drives, and Kirby's saying we need explosives, and he's that guy. So, I just hope he gets it figured out because it's I think that's the one spot that we all kind of expected was going to be big him stepping up being healthy and we just haven't seen it yeah the the Arian Smith I don't want to say that it's over at Georgia right the the Arian Smith experience but it's it's getting close I mean he's not out there very often and uh when he is out there he's Tristo uh Tristan here says he's a one route one route receiver unfortunately he runs that deep ball and then he doesn't catch it right there. And it's just like, man, that, and you feel for him, right? Because he's had injuries, you know, he's, he's, he's a good football player, obviously, but it's just one of those things where you look at and you go, man, is, is this, is this all he can do? Cause he's not out there for much more plays than that, you know? So when he, when he doesn't get his opportunity to catch the ball there, which looked like a pretty decent, you know, pass yeah. Jason, yeah. You know, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, it's uh, disappointing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with James on this. Uh, I really thought Arian Smith would kind of emerge into um, a much bigger part of this offense than what we've seen. Um, just just hasn't connected. And because the vision I have of him is that Ohio State game, much like everybody does, where it's like, oh, my gosh, if this guy can do this time and again, especially against uh, uh, big opponents or – or even in a game like this where you're just one or two plays away from from that nail in the coffin where you can really just relax, and and that really hasn't been there. Um, and he's the guy to do it. And, and yeah, it, it's, it is disappointing. And so, you know, maybe the bye, they can they can uh, get his head straight. And, and perhaps, uh, you know, with some of these bigger games, uh, you know, Florida, Tennessee, Ole Miss, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, he'll have his chance to, to, to really make his presence felt. Defensively, uh, James, feel pretty confident. Uh, this was just kind of maybe one of those games where dogs didn't want to show up. 219 yards was what they gave up, only 18 rushing yards. You go look at the stats, looks pretty good. That first play, obviously, is going to be one we talk about uh, where – well, not first play, but first touchdown pass is when uh, curbing those guys will get figured out, right? But besides that, there weren't, weren't many huge expo- explosive plays. So feel all right about the defense? Yeah, I mean, man-to-man, our, our DBs are best in the, in the nation, I think. I think we really match up well looking forward with the style of offense Bama's going to run. Um, same thing with uh, – and, and Tennessee, you know, they're going to run the ball. I think that's really going to be our toughest game moving forward because they're not the Tennessee that we know where you, you run out, you know, four receivers all three feet away from each other to the sideline. They're going to run the ball, but – I think uh, the run defense has looked a lot better. So, um, you know, if they can figure out the the zone defense, you know, you, you see uh, Dumas Johnson get kind of lost on running backs every once in a while and, you know, handing guys off on the zone. But 
when it comes down to man on man, I, I, the defense has the guys. There's not a real elite offense in the country that I think is going to torch them like, you know, that Alabama team in the SEC championship. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that too. I don't think there's an offense that's good good for Georgia, right? Because Georgia's defense took a step down, but I don't think there's an offense that is LSU like or or something like that with Joe Burrow out there. It's, they're not hiding in the wings somewhere. So uh, got a couple more callers, James. Let me let me get to them. And great to see that little baby, man. I'm so glad you you brought her on for us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Oh man, that's awesome. We've been talking about the baby for a couple of weeks, and he brings the baby. Yeah, on. That's, that's super right. cool. Uh, we didn't even ask him the name. We'll get the name next week. We'll get the name. He, next week. Uh, he said it last week, and now I'm I'm blanking. I think hold he on, said they I'm already had picked out. They'd He's already the picked back. out a name. Hey, James. The oh, James left. Okay, maybe he can tell us in the. Uh, yeah, we'll find out next week. You know, we got to have like a little. Uh, what do they call them in soap operas? Cliffhangers. Some cliffhangers. <laughs> wait, wait till. But this is two weeks, right? <laughs> Not oh yeah, we got two weeks. <laughs> we gotta wait two weeks for that. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh nah, let's see here. Uh Brett Weimer says Georgia something. Actually, I think that might be right. I think they might she, her, her name might be Georgia. I think he I think they I think he did say that. Oh, we'll find mm. out. Gosh, my memory ain't what it used to be. Andy, what's up, man? Uh not a whole lot. What's going on? Well, what uh 37 to 20, what what happened? Well, what is the saying? Um, good teams, good teams win. Great or great teams cover. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. It's. Um, they don't seem like. I don't know. And maybe it's just they do play down. But I don't know. Playing like. I mean, we've killed Vanderbilt for the past couple of years, and then Vanderbilt's been terrible this year. And now yeah. they were able to kind of move the ball on Georgia. I know they had that one big play, but I mean, they were making some plays, and that's the defense is what I'm worried about because. They, they were making plays. I mean, they, they can't run on us, but they are going through the air, and our DBs get lost. They get, you know, they start, they just don't, be, they can't seem to like stay with guys. They are not, they lose the ball a lot. So I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about the defense. I'm not really concerned about the offense, but the defense is, to me, is not great right now. What about, uh, I, you don't want to be concerned too much about the offense, but we've got a lot of questions so far, and this will continue to happen That's throughout the, the show. Uh, the, the injured guys. From what we've heard, uh, Brock's getting the MRI tomorrow. Something oh. bottom of his foot is what we've heard. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I I think it's not as big of a deal as um, you would think, but who know who knows? Yeah, uh, it's usually other- just yeah. I mean, if you get an MRI, that's pretty standard uh, on an yeah. injury like this, just to make sure nothing's torn. Um, yeah. But uh, probably a sprain. Um, yeah. Uh, and then also the other guys. Who was it? Truss. Was yeah, they trust went out. Monroe uh, Freeland played. Gosh, he played half the game at least, right? I mean, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll find out about those guys again with a Kirby Smart coached team and him being the uh, speaker of these injuries for you guys. On <laughs> we're not going to hear much, okay? So uh, give us a couple of days. We'll we'll you know get behind the scenes and we'll figure it out for you and we'll let you know over at ujsports.com what we know. Uh, but if you're waiting on Kirby Smart to tell you, you'll you'll be waiting a long time. So he could have went back in if we needed him to. So. Yeah, yeah, he could have gone back in if we needed him to, even though he was on the sidelines with uh, no uniform on. We, yeah. we could have used him. Uh, Kendall yeah. Milton's another one uh, that we. we yeah, that's that's he, sad. Yeah, he uh, you know got going, Jason, and then what happened? Yeah, man, like 
And I've been down on Kendall Milton, as y'all know. And obviously, he started the year not 100%. And then last week, he saw him show why he was the, the guy coming out of high school that people thought, you know, that, that people expected him to be. And then he gets hurt. And, and you, you just uh, hated for him because it seemed like just when he was going to take a cor- turn the corner. I mean, that, that, uh, before the game got weird in the second half, you know, I, I thought that, uh, that I think it was a 28 yard run down to the one yard line was one of the big, yeah. biggest plays of the games because biggest plays of the game, because that helped set up the touchdown. And it really seemed like that, that helped, you know, get Georgia over that early funk that they were in from the, the first two possessions on, uh, you know, starting on defense and on offense, you know, Kendall Milton breaking off that run was was tremendous. And then he doesn't play in the second half. You hate it for him, but at least you got Dejan Edwards, man. He's been he's been uh, for for a team that you know the the numbers look a lot different. You know, will look a lot different from how the game actually went in terms of being able to run the ball uh, because of Dejan's big run and then Cash Jones adding sixty. Or fifty-seven yards. Fifty-seven yard run at yeah. the end of the game, you know. So the, the rushing attack look like the numbers look a lot better than how they actually performed. Uh, but Dejan uh, clutch run there. So at least they still have him. But they, yeah, they really can't afford to be in a position again where they're down Milton and, and then Dejan gets hurt too. So you gotta, you almost gotta put Dejan in some bubble wrap uh, over the next couple of weeks going into Florida. Yeah, because yeah. Kendall Milton, he he had a ten point six average, and like I said, his long was twenty eight. But I mean, yeah. that way he's still averaging over five or six. I mean, that's you know, and he he's running like, you know, he was like running through people. I think he finally figured out, okay, I'm not that scat back speedster run left and right. Let me just run straight, and he's running guys over. And yeah. then uh, that's that's too bad that he got hurt because I thought he was going to be, you know, a big part of it going forward. But I mean, have they said anything else on him? I mean, no, I haven't heard anything else on on okay. Kendall, uh, but. He looked good. He looked yeah. really good uh, when he was out there. And, you know, uh, we, we uh, Jeff from Georgia says x-rays were negative per smart on Bowers. Yeah, they did x-rays at the stadium, but they'll be doing mm-hmm. an MRI on Monday. So a little different than x-rays there. So uh, OU Herschel Walker, yeah, this guy's everywhere. He says uh, he had some rough spots today, but this game will help Freeling down the road. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of, guys, I'm curious, right? Let's say trust isn't backed by Florida. Is, is Freeling the guy? Because all offseason, you know, we kind of talked about Austin Blasky being that that you know jack of all trades guy. Where where was he? Yeah, good question. Um, but the fact that Freeling came in, I, I would think that he's the guy. I mean, you know, they'll they'll open it up to competition and all that. And the bye week is is a, a self evaluation week, and so the first couple days of practice coming up, they're not going to be looking at any Florida film uh, really for a lot of the week, the players won't, but obviously they'll, they'll have QC guys doing um, uh, an analyst uh, breaking down stuff to prepare them for the week after, but players co- and, and on-field coaches, they're going to be doing a lot of uh, uh, yeah. Like kind of like good on good self-evaluation, seeing where they can improve guys, seeing if there's any, any changes that they can make in personnel. And so um, Freeling, I would think would be the guy right now, but yeah, I mean, don't, don't count out anybody. I mean, I think you're going to get a full week of evaluation. I would say if there was a game next week, the odds on Freeling being the guy would be a lot stronger. But um, the fact that there is a bye week and it is a, a, going to be one of those evaluation weeks, um, I, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't submit it. You know, and I don't know. Put it in st- etch it in stone. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't. This I wouldn't is- say that's the def- definitively the case at this time. You wouldn't sharpie it on the board. 
Well, there you go. I wouldn't sharpie it. <laughs> you see OU Herschel Walker's comment about Mims will be back. Um, I don't know if he saw what Roddy had posted on the board. You know, Roddy insinuated, you know, that maybe maybe Mims doesn't come back. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't uh, know. He may not. Chase Langford with the comment of the uh, show so far. He said he played football today with the Drake curse, a solar mm-hmm. eclipse mid-game, and played football in a construction zone. Weird football game today, guys. Did y'all see the solar eclipse? Uh, not hell. I, I saw lost. the the uh, clip on, on television where it was like slowly going. going well, so like yeah, I like all of a sudden like I could I was watching the game and then all of a sudden it kind of got dark here at my house and then it brought. Oh, you could see it. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, see I, I live like I a vampire. Like, I had the shades shut. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't go. I don't touch outside, Andy. <laughs> Stay away from all those outdoor activities. Yeah. But no, he's right though. He's right. What what's up with this? Man, this Drake curse. Oh, dude, I, I hate it. I hate it because I hate Drake. I'm a hater. Mm. I used to love him. I used to like him. I think he's Sorry. a total clown now. Are you and, a Yeah, I like Taylor Swift. Yeah, there's nothing oh, wrong with her. Boy. Nothing, <laughs> wrong with her. nothing wrong. All right. Look, look, it's it's because, it's because first of all, the bandwagon thing, I can't get behind. What college has he not repped at this point? What team yeah. has he not repped at this point? Like, just stick to the Raptors. Call it yeah. a day. Don't need yeah. to be putting Georgia gear on. Don't don't right. be a clown. Don't be that guy. It's right. like Rick Flair. Rick Flair goes yeah. to everywhere that'll give him some money. He'll wear any color, any jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, he's been a Michigan fan, a South Carolina fan, a Florida fan, a Georgia fan. I mean, yeah. my, my vision of Drake is is a wheelchair Jimmy from Degrassi. I don't know. <laughs> But, yes, uh, I watched. That is the first time yeah, I've ever seen Drake. Yeah, that that to me is Drake, like wheelchair Jimmy. Like, get yes. out of here. Get out of here. Hey, th- did you guys see this though? The uh, our locker. Oh, you Herschel Walker says our locker room was a wedding tent. Did you guys see that? Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't see that. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, Look it up on Twitter, Jason. It is a it is a tent. That it was the locker room. Like, no lie, straight up tent. <laughs> It's like high school. It, it looks so weird. It really Dude. did look like a, like a high school stadium out there. Yeah. And then the, cool. we saw it. What was it? Week one, right? At Vandy was playing. What wasn't uh, the Hawaii game at Vandy? I, th- I think it was. Yeah. They, and yeah. That, that scoreboard was just swaying, brother. That thing was just moving oh, yeah, around. Yeah. Like it was just waving like it won a pageant. Um, and then they, they said the guys were working double time today to uh, make sure that that uh, wasn't swaying due to the wind. I don't know, man. Weird, weird things going on at Vanderbilt. Hey, congrats to them, though. They put up 20 points against Georgia. Yeah. You know, they couldn't run the ball for anything, but they also kind of went away from that. Also, the amount of plays they ran. Like, they didn't run hardly any plays. Well, yeah, you so look Georgia at it, you had a you had a breakdown on the first drive where Tyke Smith's supposed to take the inside guy. And, I mean, right. that's just like standard football where he's supposed to take the inside guy. Lassiter looked super confused. And yeah. – Dude, yeah, last like, like, yeah, like, 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 basically, he was like, huh? <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so you had that play, right? And then, um, and then, and then Carson Beck, uh, the tip ball, I guess he got tipped, it kind of it just gift wrapped him up a, a touchdown. I think there. that was getting either way, though. I don't think that's yeah, yeah it, it was. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a little more zip on it if it does, if there isn't a finger on it, but maybe I think that regardless. was, yeah, yeah. By Carson Beck. I wonder what Kirby said about that. I hope I hope uh, uh Taylor's knee is yeah, too I hope bad. He's all right too. But like, good. yeah, I was sitting there like, oh my god, this guy just had the game of his life against Georgia, helps his NFL draft stock, yeah. 
and then like Carson Beck ruins it with airs his knee to a quarterback. I, I know that would <laughs> yeah. yeah. be like a kicker tackling you and, and tearing your knee up. Yeah, yeah, no, that would. Yeah, Georgia I was worried about Beck at first. I thought Beck was going to be the one that got hurt because he just that was the tackle of a pissed off quarterback. He was yeah. pissed at himself for throwing that ball, uh, yeah. or, or for whatever the case may be. I, I would need to go look again and see. You're probably right. I mean, he was camping out there looking to, yeah. to make a play on it. I, I think if it wouldn't have been tipped, I think it would have easily been a pick six because I think it would have been a lot quicker. So I think the tip, oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. But of course, they scored the next play though, so it didn't matter. But yeah, yeah. total plays, uh, for Georgia 78. You guys have any guess on don't, uh, you don't you're cheating right now, Andy. You're cheating. Okay. Okay, you can't guess. <laughs> Go ahead. I saw you I saw wandering eyes. How many oh, yeah. plays did Danny run? I bet you they ran 42. 42. 44. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 44 plays to Georgia's 78. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, you <laughs> you can't So I mean, yeah, you look at 20 points and and given the fact that yeah, the first the big play touchdown was just such a I kind of a it's just a dumb play. Like it yeah. shouldn't have happened. And then, and then, and then, and then uh, yeah, and then a pick, almost pick six. Um, you know, it's uh, it could have been a much sharper, cleaner cover for Georgia. Oh, <laughs> I bet on Georgia, of course. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's again, it was a weird game. That's one reason why I, I opened up. I said I'm not too concerned. This is just they're just that kind of team. They're not going to get up and do the things in, in these types of games. They don't, they also can't rely on, I think in these games they're relying on just their natural ability at times. And um, they don't have that, that first round D line, first round O line to really do what they did last year, where they could just impose their will, you know, early on and, and coast through games. And, and um, we'll see, like you said, schedule gets tougher. I think they will be up for, a lot more of these games. They'll be up for Florida. They'll be up for Ole Miss. They'll be up for Tennessee. Um, so uh, I, th- I think I think you know we'll see some some crisper performances uh, in the second half of the year. Here's the question for you guys, though. Uh, I I see you, Jeremy. We'll get to you in just a second, brother. Just keep doing your your chores. We'll get to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's awesome, dude. He comes into the back room and kind of walks around, and then he lets us know when he's good to go. Um, it has any team looked like? They haven't had trouble or, or getting up for big opponents or anything like that. That's Michigan. what. Yeah, Michigan. But they haven't had a big opponent, and they're right. Michigan and Georgia's schedules. You know, I think it's funny when when uh, when Georgia fans are, are like, "Well, Michigan haven't played anybody." It's like, "Well, Georgia's played Kentucky." Yeah, I mean, that's it. So like, both teams kind of mirror each other. It's just Michigan's doing what Georgia did last year. I still think the style of play for Michigan is terrible for Georgia's scheme, and I also think that. Uh, I would be interested, though, for those two teams to play in a national title as opposed to a playoff game. I think if you give Kirby and this coaching staff a month to prepare, um, Michigan's no match for Georgia. You give them only a week to prepare, I think it, it could potentially be a, a closer game. But um, I still think the style of play is just so much in Georgia's favor in terms of what Michigan wants to do offensively. And, and um, yeah, you know. Uh, so, I, I just, in Michigan, yeah. check this out. They played – East Carolina for the first the first game of the year. What do you remember what that score was? No. Yeah, it was like 30 to 3. It wasn't a big it wasn't a big yeah. win, yeah. UNLV 35-7, Bowling yeah. Green 31-6, Rutgers 31-7. They killed Nebraska at 45-7 and then they killed Minnesota 52-10 and then Indiana today 52-7. So, I mean, they've blown out of their last few teams, but I mean, 
the I don't know, man. Thirty to three, like I would say, fifteen years ago, thirty to three was considered a thrashing. You know, I'm, I guess today, today's day and age, today, it's not. It doesn't. And yeah, that's the got to remember the first three games they didn't have Harbaugh coaching too. So that's true, they didn't. So, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, maybe like I don't know. Maybe I'm reading more into their recent scores, but I mean, they have uh, Michigan State next week. Um, so. But Michigan State's terrible. They got blown out. Or no, they, they came close today, right? No, Rutgers won. Yeah, Rutgers yeah, came back yeah, and won. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Joe Huff says that stadium was shit. Ashamed of actually play there. <laughs> That's such an embarrassment. I guess, you know, they're making they're, they're trying to make improvements there. You know, they're, they're trying, trying, trying their hardest. They're trying their little hearts out. Chris Brown says kudos to the D stopping number 14 all day. That was uh that Will Shepard yeah. kid, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that catch he made near the goal line was fantastic. That kid's yeah. good. They have some some decent – guess what? Vanderbilt always has like one or two guys, man. And they had that kid on – that Taylor kid on the defensive side of the ball, and they had a couple (laughs) wide receivers sprinkled in. They If they still had Ray Davis, you know, who knows, right? But he didn't do much against Georgia last week with a much better offensive line. But Vandy's always got one or two, two or three guys that, you know, could probably transfer to Georgia and play. But the rest of the team is just not there. Unfortunately, yeah. for I wonder how many of their guys will portal out next year because I mean, I wouldn't it happens every year, it yeah. happens every year. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like the triple A team that's feeding the big leagues. I mean, they're just yeah. go get a little experience and then go up to the to the show. So, yeah, I don't know. Right. Omari says, uh, took me an hour to get to my seat. Damn, mm, that Damn. sucks. Hey, well, I'm gonna bring Jeremy on, Andy. Have Come good. back a little later, brother. All right, see y'all, see you, man. Take care, Jeremy. What's up, man? Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to make it quick. I think I'm on borrowed time before this one uh, is ready to eat. Uh, Got to be player of the game, man. My guy, my player of the game, Cedric Van Pran, dude. He gets that ball. If, or if he doesn't get that ball, I think this is a much interesting ball game. If uh, Manny wasn't it, wasn't that it his, right there. Wasn't it his fault, though, Jeremy? I think so. I think so. <laughs> but I'll still give it yeah. to him. Yeah. For, 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 he, he corrected his own error. So fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it still, it still ran like he was a little running back. So uh, yeah, he had the spin and that everything. was my big thing. And then I guess if I'm going to, if I'm going to overreact to anything, I, I don't know what other options we got, but I think I'm almost done with Muse returning punts. I'd rather, Ooh. I'd rather have McConkey back there, but I also understand, you know, he just came back from an injury. So you yeah. may not really want to put him back there to risk further injury. But I don't know who else you got as an option. But I'm I'm about I think on the on the drop kicks. On the broadcast, I think they mentioned that uh, the coaching staff wants McConkey back there. You know, come from their interviews during the week. So uh, I think you, that it's possible after the bye, maybe you see McConkey back there catching punts. Yeah, I'm with you. He's, he's fumbled okay. what two well, other, two, two weeks in a I think two weeks in a row. He's now fumbled. He's lucky he yeah. got uh, got so. this one back today. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. I think it's been three total now that he's fumbled. Yeah, he's uh, he's fumbled, he's fumbled I think three. He, yeah, he lost fumbled one. Uh, right. And then yeah, and then back. Uh, yeah, I know the the announcers man giving him you know praise on him going to make that tackle. I was like, well, but of course, dude, you make a dumb throw, you're gonna go haul ass to try to fix it, go lay his right. ass out. Uh, right. I mean, <laughs> that's what I would have done. I mean. And thank God, I mean, he made the play. I mean, I mean, it ended up being worthless because they scored the next play. But yeah, at least you put in the effort to go, you know, knock him out and try to correct the mistake. Uh, correct the mistake. But I don't know. Just the way this 
game, I'll, I'll I'll try to calm down. This this one's gotten me a little more fired up more than anything than I, some of these other games have. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I felt maybe I just I, going off last week's game. I was hoping they would do more what like Brent said last week. Last week is their formula for winning the rest of the year. You've got to have the fast start to give this defense to play uh, its chance to play its best football because that's where their strength is in the secondary. You've got to build a lead and let the let the other team play to the secondary, the strength. I mean, that's what Brent went over, and that, honestly, I, I think he couldn't have hit the nail on the head any more than he did last week. That's If Georgia's going to go far in all this year, that's what they've got to do. They've got to get these fast starts going and let the defense uh you know pin their ears back and go after the other team yeah yeah i I mean seven to seven after the first quarter i don't think was any on anybody's bingo card uh jeremy no and i'll get you know granted it wasn't like the slow start that was you know at auburn or south carolina but yeah still not the start i was kind of hoping on that they would build off of after uh last weekend right Right. Well, I know you're on borrowed time, my man, so I'll let you get up out of here. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you, brother. We'll see you next week. Hey, man. Take care. Jeremy's always got some some valid points, man. Yeah. Some good, quick hitters. Um, Muse, he's kind of right. I mean, the thing is, Muse is very, very uh, electric with the ball in his hands when he's got space. You got to catch it first. And if you can't catch it – that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, you oh, can't. God, you, that, that that is something that you. <laughs> I, just I, was trying to, I was trying to delete that comment. This lady uh, apparently uh, she she said she has some diseases there, and the doctor took care of her. I don't know, man. Uh, that just distracted the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to get rid of it. I didn't mean to pop it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Mackay Muse, I think. Uh... <sighs> He, look, he, he's done. He's done really well. I think that uh, you know, if you can get the ball in his hands and, and you know he can make plays in space. Uh, today wasn't that day. You know, special teams really didn't work out for him. He had the um, he had the three yard loss. Uh, yeah. you know, trying to get him get a, get a quick ball to him. The one thing I wanted to say uh, uh, to Jeremy's points though was, you know, Vanderbilt was very intent on, and I and I wonder if teams are going to show this look a little more, but. You know, you, they're, they're playing back. They're trying to take away big plays. And I think that's the way you're going to see teams playing Georgia moving forward, to, to sit back, let make them do the 17 play, whatever – how many ever plays it was in the third quarter there where they had to settle for the field goal. Uh, that That's kind of the recipe. Make Georgia earn the points. Don't let them get the quick shots. You know, the Kentucky game was – he's right. That's the formula, man. If you can – Hit big plays and and continue and move the move the ball, get shots. Kirby said it at the end of the game that they gotta. I think it was going into the fourth quarter. It was you gotta get get shots. You know you got you gotta you gotta really test defenses, especially with the way this offense is built. And they they're not able to do that uh, or weren't able to do that in the second half today. And kudos to Vanderbilt's defense for that. I I would say because, um, you know, uh, Here's ultimately, kind of a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say ultimately you would, you know, if, if George was able to to recreate the Kentucky success last week, you know, and, and just go bombs away, then uh, we wouldn't be having this kind of conversation. And I, ultimately, I think it comes back to the run game. Uh, there's no threat right now, and teams don't have to really uh, 
hone in on on defending the run like they have in years past. And so that'll be that'll be a needed adjustment for Georgia in the next, uh, you know, during this bye week. Here's a couple things for you, Jason, might be a cause of concern, especially against Vandy. Three longest drives today, 12 plays, 16 plays, 19 plays. All three of those ended up in field goals, not touchdowns. So you had these these quick normal drives, eight eight plays, 71 yards, touchdown, seven plays, 77 yards, touchdown, four for 55, touchdown, five for 75, touchdown. And then your three longest drives, your three, you know, big heavy hitters, which one was a seven minute, 47 second drive. One was an eight minute, 30 second drive. One was a 545 all ended in field goals. That's yeah. I think that's a little bit of cause for concern there. Yeah, you got to um, got to convert touchdowns. <laughs> you know, Kirby said that too in, in the in-game broadcast, uh, or it might have been right after the game. It's when he said that to Tiffany Blackman. Uh, got to got to can't sell it for field goals. The good day, the positive out of that is Peyton Woodring hasn't missed since the uh, I'm not on some wood right here hasn't missed since the uh, South Carolina game which I think after the South Carolina game, myself included, was wondering if they needed to go to Jared Zirkle. So that's a bit of a of an improvement there that, you know, the kicker's becoming a little more reliable. But ultimately, I mean, to put Vanderbilt away today, or they would have put Vanderbilt away today if they would have uh, been able to, uh, you know, capitalize and get some touchdowns in those situations as opposed to field goals. Jeremy Neighbor says, hit the like button. Y'all love this show and talking to the guys. I'll catch the podcast. Yeah, hit that like button, guys. We just hit... 40,000 subscribers on uh, YouTube. That was huge. We thought we were going to do that at the end of the season. We did that midway through. So uh, now it's just a push to 50K. You know, Jason, there's no stopping. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no quitting. Yeah, us over here, Absolutely. Uh, and there's no quitting this guy who just joined into the back room. God bless us. Uh, it's uh, the man. It's, it's not the man you're thinking, Jason. Uh, it's a, he's a much nicer man than that. Hopefully that man joins us as well. But this is Eddie from the A. We're not talking Atlanta. We're talking Ackworth. Eddie, where, where are you at, bud? Hey, hey guys. Can y'all hear me okay? I'm on my cell phone. Sorry. Yeah, we can hear you all right. You're, you're, uh, you don't look the best, but it's okay. What's, where are you at? What do you mean I don't look the best? What the hell does that mean? I, not like personally. Like your oh. camera's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Eddie, you always look great, Eddie. You always all look right, look. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in East Tennessee. I can't hear Eddie. You can hear Eddie? Yeah, I can hear Eddie. You can't hear Eddie? No. You can't hear me, Jason? Hold on one second, actually. How can you uh, not hear him, but you can hear me? That's uh, that's, that's, that's bizarre. I know. Well, let's, now, Jason? I got you. All right. So I'm, I'm standing on 200 acres in East Sonali, Georgia. You ever heard of that place? It's about this no. big. Uh, it sounds made up. It's not. It's right outside of Tacoa, which is not made up. So there you I've go. heard of Tacoa. Yeah, I figured you had. So my mother-in-law, we celebrated her 80th birthday today, so we came out here. So a little respite. So I had to watch the game on my phone for most of the game. But it was oh. fine. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not one you sit down with a big screen and, and you remember forever. I mean, that was just kind of <laughs> Yeah, right? you, you kind of want to watch it and just be done with it, right? Yeah, pretty much, and get out of there injury-free, and that didn't happen. That was not pretty, what we saw. But uh, sounds like. 19 is going to be okay, huh? Have y'all heard any further updates? Uh, we have. We'll we'll, uh, we'll hear some more uh, when Roddy joins us. I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve, but uh, until then, I'm I haven't heard anything. Um, but what about uh, Vandy hanging 20 on on your defense, Eddie? 
well, Vandy hung 20 on our offense, to be honest Ooh. with you. Ooh. That's what happened, like right? I like that. I mean, you fumble the ball, you throw a bad pick. I mean, that's – and I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not going to lay that at the defense's feet. I mean, that's just terrible on offense. That was awful. And really, we should have had another fumble. And thank goodness SVP grabs the ball and acts like a fullback there and gets us a first down. Otherwise, it'd be another one. So you're so, the second uh, person. Jer- Jeremy Neighbors just said it too. It was SVP's fault, though. The ball was on the ground. Well, so he, how do you know? Made that? a good play. I mean, it could have been could have been back pulling out too soon. I mean, we don't know that. So. Right, uh, the ball was like literally. Oh, on that the ball! Ground. I don't know, man. That ball looked like yeah. it just kind of. You're watching on your phone, Eddie. Yeah. You're watching on your phone. You couldn't <laughs> see. It didn't look. Yeah, well, didn't it it never even made it. To, to be back. fair, yeah, I, I didn't zoom in on SVP's crotch on my phone. So there you go. I'm probably hey, wrong. You know, you probably should have. Probably should yeah, have. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. But but uh, hey, it was it was ugly, sloppy, um, and hey, that game was not over. Unfortunately, it was thirty to what uh, twenty with like six minutes to go and they were going for two to make it a one score game. So, I mean, that, that game was in question. Now, did I think Georgia was going to lose? No, but it was sloppy. It was gross. It was injury ridden. It was, it was just, it was just not good. And, and I'm concerned about the offensive line more than anything. It seemed like Beck had a lot of pressure in his face today and he hasn't had that. And I don't understand why that was happening. And again, Guys are wide open when they're running pass plays, especially that slant they ran to begin the game. I mean, wide open. What What's going on with that? And I'm, I'm tired of hearing it's because we don't have Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. We know we don't have those guys anymore. It's time to move on. Yeah, to explain that play, it was Tyke uh, Smith took the wrong guy. He's supposed to take the guy yep. going in. And I was, it was just simple. It was just like a um, – Snap decision gone wrong, and it left in Kamari. We were talking about earlier. Kamari Lassiter looks so confused. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, better that happens against Vanderbilt in a game where you yeah. really didn't have to worry about it, um, because that's against better teams. Obviously, that you know, if it's this happens against Tennessee or Ole Miss, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, you, you don't want to have those kind of uh, miscues, mishaps, uh, you know against opponents like that compared to Vanderbilt. And that, those yeah. were simple and well, correctable. And you could see Kirby yeah. uh, talking up uh, Tyke on the sideline, kind of saying, hey, look, you're the inside guy. Take the inside route. Yeah. If, I got a question for you guys. If that pick off happens on the other side of the field, is Beck laying in with his right shoulder to make that play? God, I hope not. Because that was his left shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think probably. Yeah. I think uh, he wanted to tackle his ass. So oh, whatever, yeah. whatever he looked. He looked pissed. Man, he looked yeah. pissed that he did that. He yeah. blew that kid up. He yeah. blew that kid up. That was amazing. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the best uh, for that Taylor kid. But I hope he's all right. He was a hell of a player. He, he looked really good. So, Eddie, I'm gonna bring Roddy in, man. Your camera's freezing and it's it's creeping me out completely. So uh, I'll see you tomorrow night, though. Thank you, boy. See ya. Yep. Take care, Eddie. That uh, that freaked me out. This camera just paused on him. Yeah, I was about to. I looked. I was like, "Why is my computer acting up?" Then, like, of course, I I didn't have it plugged in. So, you know, welcome to twenty twenty three, me. Roddy, I'm just gonna pause randomly throughout the show just to screw with you. <laughs> I I can't wait because because uh because Eddie goes back and watches a lot of our Sunday shows and he you know because he, he just a weirdo like that I can't wait till he comes back and watches this and just sees himself pause there for a couple seconds <laughs> um but uh Roddy 37 20 
I wasn't able to catch uh, you and Coach and, and Dane doing y'all's thing. It's kind of on baby duty slash, you know, other stuff, you know. You got one job, man. I know. Um, so I didn't get to catch if, if Coach was upset or or he just kind of said, hey, this is an 11 a.m. game in, in Tennessee, uh, and we got in, got out. What, what's the what's the storyline at the Donnan house? Well, at one point he said he got, I have to stand up or I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay. again, wow. that wasn't because of the quality of the game or the quality of the play. It was because of Brock Bowers getting hurt. And, mm. and I, I, I have – I don't want to say I called that crap, but when I was writing my column Friday, I'm like, this has this is the perfect game where Georgia loses a starter. You know, Carson Beck break, breaks his hand on someone's face mask. Uh, someone dives into Brock Bauer's knee. You know, Cedric Van Pran, you know, he got hurt once and kind of came back. And I'm like, it's just it, – in other words, things were going too well for Georgia, getting too many guys healthy. And I'm like, the, the football gods are not that kind. They give and they <laughs> not. <laughs> so they've been giving, giving, giving. Here comes the taketh away. And I'm like, but I'm like, I didn't want to speak it into existence. You know, I'm like, if I say something, I mean, I know it's coming, but I'm not going to say it because then you'll get blamed for it. But some that uh, that just threw coach off. And you think about it, you lost. This is your second right tackle that you've lost. And then you lose your best running back. But prior to the, that MCL re-aggravation for Kendall Milton, he was running like a man possessed. I mean, man. I, I put in my column, yeah. George can run on these guys. And they can run, and then they'll set a play-action pass against that awful secondary. This should be a walk in the park. And, again, if what it, if it should be, that is never what is. So uh, our, my initial reaction was this this should be – this or could be 70 to nothing, but it's an SEC game on the road. George does not look good away from home. You know, that's – we've only seen yeah. a couple of examples. But – and, again, the turnovers, you know. And here's the thing. You're not going to change anything. You're not going to take Carson Beck out. But to your point, uh, a pick, you know, that wasn't good. The sack fumble wasn't good. And then Cedric Van Pran leaving the ball on the ground before he snapped. <laughs> that was just wild. Yeah. And Georgia has yet to recover fumble. You know, yeah, no fumble recoveries. Smith is out there, but yeah, no fumble recoveries, nine uh, interceptions on the year, though, but no fumble yeah. recoveries. And but then also, Makai Music kick return. Starting to get a little scary back there, Rod. I, I just said something nice about him, so blame that on me too. My point is, it could have been Georgia could have easily covered if you don't have the turnovers because that keeps them around. And you had a pick six that you dropped. Yeah, Dumas Johnson. Dumas right? Johnson hits him. I mean, that that should be going the other way. So this game should have been you know fifty four to seven. Now that first drive, your defense got torched, and this defense is not as good as they were. Your middle linebackers don't cover like you like you want them to or need them to. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, the secondary is good, but they can just hammer you underneath, and all it takes is for one of those to break free. And it's a little bit more pressure on the quarterback, but it's going to be different when you're facing Jackson Dart. You know, mm. sorry if you wind up facing uh, Milrow of Alabama, that's that's going to be a problem. The, the, they, overall, your team is not as good as they were last year, but they're good enough to win the title. What you can't do is have stupid penalties that stop two of your drives. You, you still got field goals, but not touchdowns. Uh, you extended other drives for them. You can't have turnovers, and you can't have issues on special teams. I thought special teams was fine except for that one drop, you know, and he got back on it. But uh, you're, you're strong in special teams. You're strongish in your secondary. You're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but you've, you've taken some bad angles. You know, you, you missed some assignments. You're doing enough stupid stuff to – you. Talent-wise, you're head and shoulders above everybody, even though you're not as good as you were before. 
but Georgia is making things harder on Georgia. I didn't think Vandy came out and whipped their ass or anything, you know. And again, you still won by 17 on the road, but it shouldn't have been that close because of what you did. So there's a lot to be positive about and a lot of stuff to be concerned about because against a better team who can actually do some things, that bodes uh, make, could make you nervous, bodes ill. The one thing I come back to is that, you know, given the one ranked team Georgia's played this year, they got completely up for and just smoked Kentucky. And for whatever reason, this team just doesn't get up and they kind of they make the mistakes and the miscues against these teams that don't have the talent and don't match up. And I, I, I don't know. The, the part of me that looks back at the Kentucky game makes me think that when it comes to Florida, Tennessee, Ole Miss, that they'll be fine that they'll be up, they'll be coached up, they'll be prepared. Um, you won't see the kind of mental mistakes. You won't see Tyke Smith taking the wrong guy or that early in a game on a, you know, in that in that position. In a, in, a, in, a, in a base, yeah, exactly. And um, so, so that's and, the one thing. I don't know. Last week really made me feel that this team could could still accomplish everything it set out to do. Um, Jason, and, that's and, my point. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's what they're capable of. Right. So when everybody hits on what they're supposed to do, that that's the team. That is yeah. Georgia can be that, and Georgia can be the team that's trailing fourteen to three against a South Carolina squad. Yeah, it's, I, I also, I also think that you know Georgia does. Right, but I also think like we say all this, then it gets to Georgia Tech, and then you're all of a sudden you're in a late third quarter because that's <laughs> not a team that should be competing with Georgia. It's just that's yeah. the team this year. That's the that's the type of team we know. We've seen it through seven games. They're going to play down to opponents, but. You know, when it comes to a high quality opponent and a good team, they obviously they show they can get up and rise to the occasion. So, uh, and then, like you said, and we've said it earlier too, they got the talent on this team. They don't have the first round type of, of Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis type from the last three years, but you know, on the defensive line, they still got really good guys who can get the job done and can make things difficult, you know, in those big moment games. I'm with you there. We look at the uh, passes that were dropped. I mean, <laughs> those change the whole trajectory of the game hit those catch those against uh in knoxville that that game's a lot more comfortable right also you know beck missed on some of those throws you know but last week he hit on all of them that was best passing game of the year you know so uh again that's those guys are open uh you you've shown that you can make that pass you show those guys can catch it uh would like to see uh dominic lovett actually break a tackle that would be Mm. Fun to see, you know, stuff. He seems easily tackled, you know, to see him break one. Uh, but then with four or five guys not doing what they should, you know, in fact, remember, you have two freshman tackles out there today, you know, two freshmen. Mm-hmm. I mean, your growth going forward looks pretty damn good if those, those two guys can go on the road and win for you. But uh, if somebody's not doing it, somebody else steps up. So when things, when George needed a responding, uh, a response in their uh, next to last drive. What five straight handoffs to Dejan Edwards? Yeah, run the length of the field. I'm like, okay, well, you got that in your bag of tricks, and that's again without Kendall Milton because he's uh, banged up. You know, without uh, you know uh, Brock Bowers, I thought Oscar Delp. He, he, I thought he missed him a couple blocks, but then he has a big catch. You know, and uh, you send Lawson Lucky out there, and only his second game of his career to take over for Brock Bowers. Damn, that's a tall order. Yeah. So. Again, if you can be healthy, you know, don't lose three starters in a game. And I mean, you lost three starters in a game and you won by 17. Again, it's a crappy Vandy team, but it's a well coached team. 
You know, they, they don't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, in other words, you can be glass half full, glass half empty either way. And I think that uh, the, the liquid's still pouring. I'm not sure you know exactly what you're going to get until, uh, like you said, against Kentucky, they hit on all cylinders. Maybe they were more up for it. I don't know if that's it. But at least they didn't. They hit the plays they were supposed to, whereas some of these other teams, they've had stupid plays and stupid turnovers. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the buy comes at a great time because, you know, we were talking about it earlier. This, it's, it's the self-evaluation week, and they can really dig in and, and figuring out why some of these things have happened. And also to, to get Brock Bowers. I mean, if, you're, if Brock Bowers is going to get hurt, you know, at least have a week to where he doesn't have to play a game. And if he has to miss Florida, he misses Florida, but then it can get back sooner rather than later. Uh, but hopefully for, for everybody's sake, Brock Bowers is able to go. Uh, you know, in two weeks against the Gators down in Jacksonville. What did uh, Kirby Smart say? Uh, I think he from what he said low. He said ankle sprain, not high, right? Yeah. Then the chat said. I don't know. Uh, they don't know that. The okay. chat said something about the X-rays were negative. Um, that's what Kirby said. I think in the in the pros game. All right, Kirby Smart says an ankle sprain, X-rays were negative, but we'll have more. So what we reported on the Watch Georgia Watch Along show was we heard it was a high ankle sprain, was high, and that he would have an MRI tomorrow. So. Mm. And that will let us know what it is. Um, but here's again, we're getting this information in the middle of the game. There's, you know, it's friend of a friend who talked to somebody, you know, in Vandy, in, in Nashville. Uh, our sources are usually really good, but it's tough to know right after something happens. I mean, you got swelling that makes things hard to tell. So, uh, and then, you know, Brock's like, oh, I'm fine, coach. Brock yeah. would say that if his leg fell off, you know. But Right. He tried. He saw me. He's like limping, trying to hobble back onto the, the yeah, he, field. He tried, like, to, he tried to stay in the game. I'm sitting there yelling at my TV, like, "Get down, dude! <laughs> you're not, yeah, he, you're not gonna, you're not playing the next play, man." He tried to go down. back in. He tried to go <laughs> back in. Pull at Auburn, hit the ground, man. Right. Yeah. Or wait, right. who is it that took saw the the signal from the sideline just fell like you'd been shot? Auburn, by wasn't it? Was it? It was Auburn. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Auburn. Yeah, he just yeah, he looked over and just yeah. fell down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Jason, I appreciate you for your 50 minutes of service to the post game yes, reaction show. I let you get back to uh, what you got to do for their UGASports.com. and uh, we'll see you two weeks from now, my friend. Uh, yes, sir. After I the like big uh, Jacksonville right. game, so we'll see you, hey, man. All right, y'all take care. Have a good one. See you, brother. Oh man, we got Dane Young in the back room here. Um, let's bring on old Dy. What's up, Dane? How are y'all? Doing all right, man. How are you? I'm well. That was um, an in interesting game to do a watch-along show. Um, I think y'all touched on a lot of it, but it seemed – yeah, I, I don't – there's so much that I think we still don't know about Georgia. And at this point of the season, getting to the bye week, I, I think there's almost more variables and unknowns than there are knowns. Like, it, you know Georgia's capable of playing with the best. You also know Georgia's capable of getting beat by not the best. So where does that leave you? And I guess we'll find out. Yeah, that's kind of what makes this season, I don't know, a little bit more interesting than years past because you don't know what Georgia team is coming out to play. So you really have to follow along and, and watch the whole game. Whereas years past, Vandy, I mean, you could turn this thing off at halftime and, and not miss much, right? Yeah. This year, obviously, you know, Carson Beck throws a pick and, and has to stop at the goal line. You have big injuries happen. Uh, I talked about this with Jason, though. 
Vanderbilt only ran 44 plays. Georgia ran 78. So Georgia had, you know, time possession like crazy on them. But that's the lowest three, in the Kirby Smart era, by the way. Lowest uh, against the lowest number of plays by an opponent. Yeah. Uh, so, but Georgia had three drives, right? That went above 10 plays, 12, a 12 player, a 16, and a 19. All three of those resulted in field goals, not touchdowns. Uh, all the drives under 10 plays resulted in touchdowns or, or you know, fumble or interception. But to uh, that end, your player of the game is Peyton Woodring because yeah. if he didn't have a good day, then this, this feels pretty darn, pretty darn close. You know, the, if Bowers is out, you start looking at who on Georgia's offense scares a defensive coordinator. Like Bowers is obviously the answer number one always and throw it to him when he's not open because he's open. To me, number two is probably McConkey, but he's still coming back from injury. Hasn't had a lot of reps this year. Totally get that. Beyond that, I kind of shrug my shoulders a little bit because there's been kind of flashes. Like you see it sometimes from Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint. You see it sometimes from Ra Ra Thomas. You see it sometimes from Dom Lovett. But I, there's not a consistency there. Maybe it's just we haven't seen a whole lot of football. So maybe we one of those guys kind of emerges. It's in like out of Kentucky that Ra Ra Thomas was becoming that for Georgia. Didn't see as much of that in this game. And listening to Kirby Smart's post game with DJ Shockley on the radio network as I was driving back over here from the watch along show, Kirby admitted that Carson Beck had a pretty sloppy day today in, in multiple ways. Throwing passes a little bit low, maybe scrambling when he should have been a bit more patient, uh, a little bit of inaccuracy. The stats don't really bear that out other than the interception. And that's kind of been the case with him all year. I, I do think, though, Paul, that teams that are capable of pressuring quarterbacks, you got to pressure Georgia more to see if you can get some more of that sloppy play from Carson Beck. I don't think Georgia's played a whole lot of teams that can do that yet, and Georgia's kind of thrived off of that. I'm curious to see what happens when that's the case. Maybe Florida can do it a little bit, but I don't know. I, from what I've seen from Florida, it's Georgia should be able to beat the Gators significantly in Jacksonville, too. Uh, Chris Taylor says, uh, as an aside, how is the ASW vodka? I see both of you have, uh, I mean, just massive amounts of it. Dude, they uh, just, it was a handle, baby. Yeah, just pouring in uh, out there in Athens and Oconee County. How How is that stuff, guys? Do, do you know just, about the Hunker Vodka? Oh, yeah, I know about the Hunker Vodka. Some, some people might not know about the Hunker Vodka, but I know about the Hunker Vodka. Well, it's ASW's newest uh, entity here. And every time this is purchased, it benefits Classic City Collective. So hmm. uh, that means that this needs to be at your tailgate if you're supporting Georgia football. Because if right. you have some other vodka, then you're supporting someone else. Hmm. Yeah, if you're drinking the Tito's, then you were supporting the University of Texas. So here's the thing. Uh, Tito's gives a lot of money to the University of Texas, so which is yeah, more power to you. But if you're drinking – and Tito, I like Tito's. Tito's is good stuff. This is better. And honestly, I just – First time I got it, I opened it up, took a little shot right off the top. I'm like, smooth. It's, it's really delicious. So I'm waiting for, uh, after the show, make a very big uh, screwdriver with a little peach mm. schnapps in there. It's going to be phenomenal. My point is uh, they they don't give money to UGA players. They're not going to do that. It's a liquor company. But they do uh, – some <laughs> of the proceeds of that go to uh, the Classic City Collective. That is Georgia's official NIL arm, name, image, likeness. So – when you were fighting for these players, like uh, Aiden Breland, during the game, committed to Oregon. Oregon's got money from Nike. You know, uh, 
they've got great deals out there. You've lost uh, some, you lost KJ Bold and FSU. Georgia's not putting a ton of money into the uh, you know recruiting NIL. I mean, there's a lot, but it's, there's other schools that are going all in. So you can do your part to help Georgia by just switching up the vodka that you drink at your tailgate or at your, your watch-along show or wherever you're at. Get vodka made by Georgia player. I mean, Georgia alumni. Alumnus. There are five of the six founders of ASW Distillery. You know, they are Georgia alums. So try it out. I'm sure you'll like it. It's called Hunker. I mean, it's pretty easy to remember. And look for the red label in your local store. Try it out in anything. Whatever you put vodka in. Again, I tried it straight. It was good. So, uh, and again, it's uh, don't support Texas by drinking vodka from somebody else. Support Georgia. You know that yeah, six founder gets grief from the other five founders oh, that are all. I say it every like, time. Yeah, I say it every time. Yeah, it's just I, I feel guy. bad for that sixth. I, I he, whoever he or she is, just needs to go to Georgia and get like a quick master's or something. You know, a little mm-hmm. year of technical college uh, branch off or something. So, uh, man, yeah, you're right. That's that's rough. All right, so Paul, over like who on Georgia's offense do you think is is a go to reliable, consistent weapon? Is Dejan Edwards that? Uh, in the run, in the running game, yeah. But in terms of passing, we we talked about it last week. You know, it was an anomaly for him getting five uh, receptions, and it seemed like it was. He only had one for seven today. Uh, but then again, you had Kendall Milton the whole game last time. Whereas I think that changes you, you kind of have to limit Edwards and how many touches he gets when, when it's really just him in the backfield. Uh, you, you have to make sure that when he's touching the ball, he's running the ball and not, not trying to catch a pass. Um, I was going to tweet out and I'm kind of glad I didn't because people would have said I would have jinxed it uh, about Brock Bowers and how much they were like really truly targeting him heavy at the beginning of the game. And I was like, man, this is, this is good to see. I mean, the the running, uh, the rushing plays. The he had four receptions, even though it was for twenty two yards. They were just consistently the the plays were going to him, and then he goes out, and it's like, man, this is this is tough. So to your point, Dane, I think I think Love it, Rosemary Jack Saint, McConkey, and Ra Ra Thomas. It's going to be kind of a rotation. Feed the hot hand, whoever who's ever doing the right thing in the game. Uh, if if Brock's not able to go. But it's it's a huge loss. I mean, it's he's one of the top three players in college football right now. So you really want him to you know be healthy uh, and be able to come back because if not, changes this team's dynamic pretty heavily with Oscar Delp being your your main tight end. I mean, it's a pretty somber tone when we talk about Bowers and, and this injury. We don't know the severity, whatever. I think it's important to point out we saw McConkey play more plays than he had played all year. We saw McConkey yep. catch a ball across the middle, take some hits. Like it seems like he's more back to being Lad McConkey with back injuries. I, I'm always a little hesitant. They're like, man, it's not going to take much for for that to flare up or be an issue. But that's really encouraging, I think, because he's just George's most explosive receiver consistently, and especially pound for pound size wise, he's a hell of a blocker. He was out there just pushing dudes around today. And so I, I think McConkey, if Bowers is not out there, that becomes the heart and soul of the offense to me. And I don't want to get off into a tangent about the, um, the rotations, what we'll see going forward, but I like it – it's frustrating me. Coaches mentioned it on the show, and uh, it's kind of a joke. Every time somebody starts getting lathered up at one position, they, they pull them out. They're doing rotations <laughs> all the time. I get yeah. it, fresh feet, whatever. 
But it's yeah. like, oh, hey, uh, there goes Kendall Milton for a 16-yard carry. Give it to him again. And nope, you know, Cash Jones is in or somebody else. I'm like, oh, I don't understand it. I, and I wish we could get – I hear the explanations, but I'm not convinced if that like, – so I, I, I should say – But I they've done that forever, Roddy. They've done I, that since yeah. Kirby got here and Dell got here. I, mean, I get it. it. You know, but at the same time, it's like, uh, what happened today? You gave it to Dejan Edwards seven times in one drive, back to back to back, and he went what seventy-five yards, Something uh, like that, yeah. put it in the end zone, because he's not tired. Even no. after the long run, he wasn't tired. He put it in the end zone. So again, you got eleven different guys catching passes. Now you you targeted Dominic Lovett uh, ten times. He got seventy-two yards. What's the Nick Chubb uh, line? If I'm tired, I'll go to the end zone because then I can go to the sideline. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you, you threw it twice to Marcus Rosemary Jackson. Yeah. Makai Muse got more targets than Marcus Rosemary Jackson. The, the roundabout point that I wanted to make here was it's strange to say that George is thin at running back and tight end. But George is thin at running back and tight oh, end. It's not strange to say. I mean, that, that's the way it's been. You know? But no, but historically at Georgia, that's the two positions where you just, you're loaded. And right now, that's just that's not the case with current level of injuries. Well, you lost your two freshmen right off the bat, you know, before, basically before the season started. So you didn't have Pierce and uh, Lawson out there. And then uh, Darnell moves off. So it's been – you've been every time you're 12 personnel, it's the same two guys. You haven't even had the luxury of rotating those. But you're rotating your backs constantly and your wide receivers constantly. And I get it. It's I'm not – you're 7-0. Who, who am I to second-guess it? But – I'm just thinking as it gets tougher and, you know, as you get Lad McConkey back, I, I think – and we've seen this in the SEC games. They've been condensing the carries and condensing some of the runs. I, I, I expected them to do it more. I expected to see more condensation, if you will, to the backs, you know. Milton, Edwards, Milton, Edwards, Pound, and, and then Dylan Bell, you know. And then uh, Ra Ra, Dominic Lovett, Lad McConkey, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. And again, not taking anything away from anybody else, but just torture. And again, you you went to Arian Smith, and he it, it went through his hands. So uh, maybe, Paul, maybe you're not comfortable there. Paul Duringer says, "Hey guys, stop talking about offense. We need to talk about defense. Damn it, we gave up a fourth and long to Vandy." Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you, you got torched on a um, uh, basically a little. Uh, Screen and they took it to the house, and then when they saw you account for that, they burned you the other way. It's a cat and mouse game, goes back and forth. You got the inside slant for a touchdown. Uh, to be fair, though, your offense kind of gave them the ball a couple times. So, hey, don't don't give them those fields. But no, that's that uh, initial drive, seventy five yards for a touchdown. That's pretty good. Your defense did stop them from uh, scoring a second time when you fumbled it. But of course, the guy missed a kick. You know, it's too short. But you got to give your defense credit there. But yeah, uh, I wrote about this in the three-two-one missed assignments, you know, uh, uh, missed alignments, uh, missed tackles, uh, missed you know, just you're out of place a couple times, picked the wrong man. Uh, your defense is as good. They're they're yeah. just not. But also, you're you're also comparing them to two really supreme defenses that we you know we probably will never see again so it's a little bit unfair in a sense um you know you, perform from a performance standpoint yes but from an assignment standpoint no. sure yeah uh, yeah from a assignment standpoint yeah you got it you're right but like just from an absolute just 
you look at that team from two years ago and how many guys in the league from that team and playing really good ball in the league, it's tough. Uh, I know we've got the stats up right here. Look at, I was just about to say for Vanderbilt, that Jalen Mahoney kid, I thought I kept hearing his name, 16 tackles from a defensive back uh, is uh, probably a record for, for a Vandy DB, I would assume. 16 is is crazy. So I thought I was hearing his name a lot because this kind of sounds like Meharry, you know. So every time they said it, I was like, whoa, cousin. <laughs> always about you. It shows like, it's always cousin? about you. Uh, but it wasn't. It's Mahoney. So I'm excited to watch it back, though, because, Roddy, you pointed out something during the watch-along show on one play, and it didn't end up being consequential. But do you remember the time that Dumas Johnson ended up flaring out to pretty much the sideline to cover a receiver? And you're like, oh, that, that could be a mismatch there of Dumas Johnson way up there on a receiver. Vandy didn't end up doing that, but I'm curious of what that's going to dictate for teams in the future saying, how do I get 10 out there and away from my quarterback? Well, he was trailing in one coverage. They did complete a pass on him earlier, so you're right. Yeah, they, they, and and they, I'm not just not just that in particular, but I'm just, I thought Vandy did a good job of getting some mismatches on Georgia's defense. And so how does that build for whatever Florida is going to do, whatever Ole Miss is going to do? Yeah. No, it, it, it could. Uh, but at the same time, I think they're playing like a zone there. You, you'll have to go back and watch it. And they just ran the, the right route to, you know, free up the top and, and get him into the sideline. So uh, Goat Dog says, uh, I wish I w- watched this last year when we played KSU, Miz, and Kentucky. Ugly wins split a fan base in a wild way. That's why we do the show, Goat Dog. We're here <laughs> to be devil's advocate. Uh is 100% why we're here, brother. So glad you're joining us now. Oh, so those, half those guys got damn sideways, baby. Those, those yeah. Yeah, well, the yeah, other yeah. thing I go back to is Kirby Smart after the Auburn game just saying, I tell you all the time, you know, it's hard to win on the road in the SEC. And usually Vandy doesn't get included in that. But in a weird way, like Vandy at 11 a.m. local time, just all the different weird factors there. Like Georgia had to rely only on internal motivation because that was just a strange football environment. Weather was supposed to be weird. It ended up being okay. You can say all these things, but like for 18, 20 year olds, they're, they're not professionals yet, you know? And some of them won't be professionals at, at this particular thing. This and comment I, was, uh, this comment was uh, an hour ago from Chase Langford, but it still is. I, I scrolled back up to find it. He said, uh, You played football today with the Drake curse, <laughs> a solar eclipse mid game, and played football in a construction zone. Weird oh, football shit. game That's, today. Guys. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so, you know, you, you had a lot of things working against you uh, in this game. And you you had uh, where they were dressed out was in a wedding tent, it looked like. So, you know, it's so, – So, like, why was Drake wearing a UGA uh, – I don't know. I, I think it was uh, – I think it was so that – I've seen it. He could put the curse on UGA. I mean, he's, he's bounced from every team that he possibly could. Uh, and every team that he bounces to normally doesn't end up great. And your best player, after he wears your logo, uh, goes down with an injury. So there you go. The Drake curse is very much real. Very, very much real. Okay. Why, why he's wearing Georgia? I just assume he's a front runner. That's the only thing I can think. No, yeah, he does it for everybody. He does yeah. it for the top team that's in whichever sport. He's a fan of that team. So, yeah. um, you know, he just happened to start putting the Georgia gear on this time. And the uh, the Twitterverse went Went crazy. So. There was one of the country singers a few years back that I swear they were on college game day to represent like five different teams. Oh, um, I think I think I do remember that. Um, hey, get out there. Maybe he had a new album or something. You know, he wanted to promote it and 
called up game day and they're like, yeah, come on. We don't have anybody for this team. Is that a Kenny Chesney move? He's pretty hard Tennessee, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Melinda Moe says uh, it looked like a neighborhood pickup game. It was, it was a little off, right? We saw it. I think we, we made fun of it guys the first week uh, when they played Hawaii, I think it was at home in that uh, their scoreboard was swaying in the wind. And today it was swaying in the wind. It just, I mean, I don't know how they didn't come up with something maybe to call the Titans and say, hey, can we play our games here? Maybe they were like, hey, you're not going to be able to fill the stadium, so no, we're not going to waste our time. But it didn't really look like an SEC football game. I can promise you Georgia, number one ranked team, uh, has not had 30,000 fans watching it in quite some time. I don't, I don't disagree with Melinda because she's just kind of a good point, but at the same time, uh, I, we, we, we overreact here. But I'm just thinking about the fact that, you know, you had a ball snapped that stayed on the ground, you know. You had a sack fumble. That, that happens. You know, you had a bad uh, – I mean, we were talking about how dumb it was for Clark Lee to punt with seven minutes left, and then they get a, a basically a you know, pick six, you know, like or almost, except for Carson Beck throwing his body into it. Uh you have that – Georgia made this game so much tougher on themselves. You know, that's small stuff to clean up, and then all of a sudden you're, you're – it's 51 to 7. That's where it should have been. So I'm with you, Melinda. The the, the bad parts made it – you know, the, the things you screwed up did kind of look like, okay, this is a pickup game. Hey, go long. I'm going to hit you, and it goes through somebody's hands. Yes. Or you got to cross and route the end zone and you throw it too far behind him or too far in front of him, you know, like you miss it. I mean, that does look like a pickup game, but at the same time, it's like Georgia has hit that over and over and over again. I am with the people who are saying, what about the, some of those downfield passes? I know you can't hit them all, but how many has Carson hit deep? Last week he looked pretty good, but it just, once you start noticing it, you have that confirmation bias. And every time they throw one over 20, 25 yards and it's missed, you're like, mm-hmm. It just kind of adds to yeah. that. Yeah. You're forgetting all the ones they hit, but you remember the ones they missed, and you start to go, they can't throw deep for shit, you know. And it's a uh, he, he had the one to Rosemary Jack Saint that was a touchdown had he had he not overthrown him, right. and then he had the one to Love It on the third down in the end zone, yeah, uh, where he just missed Love It, and that would have been another touchdown. So you had uh, a raw raw. I mean, that, was anybody behind him? I don't think they were. No, but that was kind of more on Arian. No, Arian no, no, was completely on Arian. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, I think he was behind him. It goes through his hands. Yeah, he's still running. And then you had the rah rah that was kind of low to the ground, but rah rah can make a catch on that too. Yeah, yeah, you're sliding, you know. And then there was the one where the ball was low, and the guy's trying to catch it from above the ball instead of getting you know dropping it underneath it. Uh, and you almost had that that there was that almost interception. Where who's number ten uh, or no number one? He bats the ball to himself and uh, it hits the ground. Thank God for replay. Oh, uh, uh, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. yeah, that was close. So I mean, there were multiple times that Carson Beck didn't have a lot of help today, and he needed it today of all days. I think there were also some times that I thought Carson Beck got a little spooked in the pocket, and you know, sometimes you have to, if you sense pressure coming, I'm excited to rewatch it with Brent Rollins for with film. Don't lie, because um, there, there are some times that I always wonder, did he make the right decision here? And and most of the time this year he has, and I've been overly critical, but you know, you just start to see some things that aren't quite as consistent. And, you know, I think what you're going to see for the next 10 days at Georgia is Georgia seven and zero. all the goals are still in front of, of them. 
but things haven't been as easy and smooth and pretty as most fans would like. So I think we're all just probably trying to process what that means for Georgia. But at, at the end of it, you survived the first half of the season, a couple tests in there, but you undefeated. So that's, that is a victory. I hope that's not lost in any overreaction. Right. Do you see what's waiting in the, in the waiting room? Oh crap. Here goes uh, the yeah. show guys. Yep. I don't know if I want either one of them to come on. <laughs> oh, is this on the golf course? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's on the golf course. Oh, yeah. Here, let's uh, – I'm going to remove the stats real quick and add him in. Uh, Anthony. Hey, guys. <laughs> what? What? My golf. Cigarette on the court. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Music. Oh, that's a pretty swing. Whoa. You should not be a hobby, baby. <laughs> That's way smoother than my He's connected between strokes. What? And he found a cigarette. What, what are you doing, Anthony? Well, of course, I found a cigarette. What are you talking about? It's kind of hard to hide it on the tea box. Right. True. True. Hey. This is a much better show than I can believe. Miss Mary, yeah. Hey, Georgia won. Still stinks. Georgia's defense needs a lot of work, and Brock Bowers needs to get better. Go dogs! I love you guys, man. I'm out. I got a money game. I got a money. He didn't hit it that far, so he can come back on. He said, "I got a money game." Oh man! I'm just saying, you know, he's only about 75 yards from the tee box, so it's not going to be a long drive. He he couldn't talk a whole lot. Hey, that that shot looked nice though. That stroke looked pretty good. Um, yeah, dogs 85. Where's Anthony? He's just right there, man. He uh. There he was. The cash is what he's doing. Yeah, he's about to make some money. He wouldn't know what course he's on. Yeah. Oh, where where's Ant? Like what course? Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. He he'll tell us. I mean, he brags about all the damn time that like he's retired or something, and he just works at the course now to uh, get his green fees paid. So, hmm. you know, let's bring on uh, the doc though. <laughs> What's up, doc? <laughs> How are we doing? Cool. All right, man. Uh, are are we, are we fully overreacting here to some? The weirdness of what today was? Yeah, uh, that's kind of the show. That's the whole kind of premise of this of this show. Yeah, it was it was a weird game, just because. Like, thank you. You, you kind of and you dominated for the most part, but I was the biggest thing. I was mad at myself because looking back, by the way, so the the heading of what I wrote after the game, we were uh, o for eleven in terms of picking Georgia to cover the spread amongst Damn. all of us. Damn. Every one of us was wrong. Mm. Hey, what did I tell you? And I missed my I missed my prop bet, too. I picked two interceptions. They Dane were and very, I got that one. They were very hey, close. Dane, what did I tell you? Hey, KC, well, man, appreciate the 999 for Anthony, he says. We appreciate that. Yeah, Roddy said he should have gone the other way because we all went the same direction. But that's I, well, he always does that shit though. Every time, because here's the, here's the thing: this is this is what this is kind of. All right, I'm going to stand on my soapbox for a second. Roddy waits for all of us to put our predictions. Oh, Paul just like took himself out. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, no, Roddy waits for all. This is what happens, everybody, for the score predictions. Roddy goes, "Hey, score predictions are in in the you know in the drafts. You can go put your score prediction in." Never once has Roddy put his in first because we know. I did. Right? Hey, I did. I did two weeks ago. Shut up. Did you really? Yes. 
to show you guys how I wanted you to format it. <laughs> yeah, which is still it's still not the best. But did um, you change the content after? And yeah, no, I didn't. I was like, I'll just go. But I, thought, yeah, I usually want to be sure I get everybody in there. And uh, I was sure it wasn't like through. seven weeks ago. But look, Two, yeah, ago, uh, whatever, whatever, an Auburn game. So I picked mine. And uh, but no, it's when it's, it's the same thing right before the South Carolina game. Before we started the watch along show, I'm like, South Carolina's they're injured. They, they don't got Georgia's coming around. This is supposed to be a road paver game. George was to blow right past them. Home game, destroy South Carolina. They have to do it. They, they're trailing 14-3. But before the show started, as, as we started the show, I said, I hate when everything is pointing in one direction. That's not how football works. And when and we did this before with like the LSU game some years ago. We're like, everybody picked Georgia to win. Everybody picked them to cover. I'm like, if everybody's picking them to win, they're not going to win. Uh, if everybody's picking them to cover, they're not going to cover. It just never, ever works that way. And so I actually wrote, go back and read it. I'm like, you with did. everybody picking Georgia to cover, I should go the other way to catch up on the leaders in our conference. You know, uh, who, who, who's the leader? Catch up on Paul to catch up on uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick. I'm like, hey, they're ahead of me. I should go the opposite way. Just because, and if we're all expecting one thing to happen, it never freaking happens that way. So. Well, well, we, me and Brent hit the prop about quarterback passing attempts, and yeah. it ended up just being one. Like it, yeah. was, it was two and a half to see if, if Gunnar Stockton would get in there, too. And so that didn't look well, back. The sad part, that probably was the easiest one to, to pick, but I thought for sure, you know, that they, they would get two interceptions, and they were damn close. Bullard almost got that one and said, JJ, drop one. Yeah, I mean they were close. They were damn close. What were you gonna say, Brent? Oh, just the thing that I wrote, I should have like stuck with what I wrote because I said turnover luck swings back Vanderbilt's way and keeps the Bulldogs from lining up the scoreboard. That was the thing with Vanderbilt all year was they had made plays, they had done things, they had yardage, but they just gave it away to the other team more than anybody else. And that is such a sort of random, you know, random thing in a way. It often swings back, kind of to regret, regresses to the mean a little bit. They won the turnover battle in this game. So yeah, it, it, that's – but it was a weird game. Biggest thing is health. That, that's all that matters. That's I mean, if I told you Georgia loses a turnover battle, loses three offensive starters, what would you have predicted the score to be? About what it was, probably. It like, probably, probably yeah, starters probably would right be too. Yeah. I don't know that I would have went 20. Like, that's the – like, Ooh. one of those – like, you, probably, you would have went in the teens. Well, least, okay, one, of, one of them was a pick six. When it was a fumble on your side of the ball or your side of the field, what would you have predicted the score to be? Yeah. 28-14. If you would have just said three yeah. offensive starters, it would have depended on the starters. Like Brock Bowers is not your just typical starter. Like th- this guy's worth more than anything else on the team. Like yeah, I starters, told you, hey, you're going to lose your second right tackle, your uh, Brock Bowers, your basically Heisman All-American, and uh, your best running back. Okay, what's Tough. the score going to be? And then now here's me. The only thing that, you know, when we were talking about what about Georgia's defense, Georgia's defense, I, I, I fault them for that first drive. You, you got beat all over the place on that. The other two is like, man, you got to give it, you know, the pick six wasn't their fault. And then the uh, a turnover that close to the end zone or that, co- that, that yeah. great field position, that's tough on anybody. Hey, Brent, do you want your quarterback laying his body out at the one-yard line? Good gosh, no. <laughs> as, much as, as much as I love the – Competitive fire and the want to <laughs> ankles go dive at some ankles, and he, I, I think he, I'm pretty sure he at least did it with his left shoulder. Yeah, so Eddie, at least did Eddie, that. Eddie made that comment. He was like, "What if he would have done on the opposite pylon and he's doing it with his right shoulder instead of his left?" 
Like, did did we ever hear from Vanderbilt how bad he hurt that kid? No, I don't think so. Uh, He's like, hey, you intercept from me, some bitch. You're gonna pay the price. It's a little bit of a just madness, I think, just being mad. Yeah, that's what we said. Yeah, which the ball was tipped, so it's you know it's hard. Yeah, so, so. But I will say, the kid that intercepted the ball, number one, that kid was one of, if not the best player on the field today. Oh, absolutely. Like, we talked about Made that plays too. everywhere, made plays in the screen game, made plays, you know, the tip ball that he almost picked. Like, that guy was everywhere. So, Taylor, what, what year Taylor. is he in? Does he understand what the, the, uh, t- the uh, <laughs> transfer portal is? Um, <laughs> he, he understands number one. his tape against Georgia is going to be seen by scouts. That's what he understands. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I think he, I mean, I they think talked about going, it on the broadcast. Yeah, I think he's going NFL after this is uh, okay. the next step for that Taylor kid. Very big things, though. I do. Very real quick. He's Barry Watkins says he turned his back to make the hit. Good grief! Eye roll emoji. Barry always gives a shit, man. He's always uh. But you got a guy with a full head of steam running down the sideline. You want your quarterback throwing his back into it, and all of a sudden you've got a a player. You're one of your best wide receivers who has a had a torn muscle in his back. It's taking him weeks to come back from. I get it, you know. But at some point, I'm like, there's a reason you tell your quarterbacks to slide. So, again, I respect it. I respect it. He's yeah. a competitor. And he was mad about but it. So, no, hey, but just no. great job. <laughs> I, and, and, hell, you heard him. You made him pay for it. But I'm, I won't fault him for it. But I'm also not going to uh, – it doesn't mean I wasn't you, – you don't get scared crapless when you're like, what What are you doing? So, uh, Jordan Couillard, real quick, says, uh, my boy Cooper's 11 months old today. Can I get a shout-out? Go dogs. Hey, shout-out Cooper. Shout-out Jordan. A month from Thank a year. Cooper. There you go. Yeah, I think Jordan came on the show last week and said something like, I, my face doesn't match what my voice sounds like. And I said, is that a good or a bad thing? And I, I think me and Jordan have some – we have some talking to do. But. Well, let's see if we can get uh, Cooper Arrival's uh, profile. Yeah. Kirby will be checking him out. For sure. You two, got two things. Two big things from this game to me. And one is what Kirby instantly said after the game, and I used that quote, is you got to get some explosives. Like if you look at the first half and – you know basically with and without Bowers. It's about 6.8, right around seven yards of play with, 3.7 without, if you take away like the two long runs. Like the long runs at the end, they were trying to stop you, you break one, okay. But when it was sort of consistent offense and defense, like you were right around three, three and a half to four yards of play. You have to be able to find explosive plays and especially without Bowers. That's one thing. The second thing is, I'm very like long term. The punt return stuff scares me to death right now. That's that's my fault. Like I the the confidence and faith just in his decision making. Not so much that like hey go catch it, but the decision making and where he's going to catch it. Like that's going to be a sort of back breaking play here soon if that doesn't get fixed. So that that was two big things to me. Other than that, get healthy, self assess. I think that's the biggest thing that, that they do from an analysis standpoint over the bye week is a lot of self-assessment. There's tendencies. Like there, there are some, like, and especially defensively as well and, and offensively too. Uh, but that I, I, the other thing that was encouraging from this game was watching Freeling play. Like I thought he was solid. Like he, a couple pressures, I think, but like he's going to grade, I think, in the 60s, which is actually kind of better than what Trust has been doing. Uh, it might be something where he becomes – in the rotation, even if Mims doesn't come back kind of thing, because he, he handled himself well, I thought. Don't don't mention Mims not coming back. You'll get yelled at. I'm going to say, you kind of freaked everybody out with that uh, report. 
Well, everyone's like, I just mentioned that, you know, there's a possibility that he doesn't. He gets healthy and he holds himself out for the NFL. People are like, oh, no, he's got to come back. I'm like, no, he doesn't. If you're a top 10 guy and you get back with a few games left in the season, you at some point it's going to enter your mind, I don't want to take a chance of getting hurt again. So I'm just going to prep for the NFL, prep for the my pro day, prep for the combine. And Again, I'm not saying he will. I don't know. I don't even know if he's made a decision one way or the other. I would, it, it wouldn't shock me. But if you are projected to go as highly as Amarius Mims is, I mean, I've talked to scouts, top 10 pick. You know, at some point you're like, ah, this was a close call. You know, let me let me let me go ahead and get drafted. And you've seen other guys who've come back and they get hurt in the playoffs or something like that, and it affects their draft stock. So I, the, the interesting thing for him is the lack of tape. Like you're literally draft you would draft him based on body. Like <laughs> traits. Like yeah, he's he's traits are, like the traits are there. Like he's he's built and looks and you know, is unlike anything I disagree. There, there's a lack of the game point. tape. Right, but this, the production is and the the reps that you've seen on on film, it's just not there. There's, it's, it's just flashes. You haven't seen it consistently, and, and I think so, that so might, what they push him. Like? That would push to him to me like as a late first round type at best guy if he does not play again. The, the scouts are there every Tuesday. They have reams of tape of him going up against Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, uh, the guys he's actually going to play. If he's played today at Vandy, none of that's going to make his real. Because he's not going to play against anybody that he would see in the NFL. They want to see good on good. And they've, they've got all the film from UGA. UGA will make a little packet for him. Here he is, you know, ones versus ones, live snaps in the scrimmage. Here's what he can do. They see that. That's all they need. They don't need him against UAB. They don't need him against South Carolina. They don't need him against uh, Kent State last year. They're like, we got him against Jordan Davis, play after play after play. Yeah, but they, can have, they can have him in the playoffs. They could have him against Tennessee. They could have him against. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's why. He, and again, he's a competitor. But he, maybe he comes back and just goes, you know, tries to mow everybody down. And uh, he, but again, it's he still gets drafted in top ten, whether he plays or not. So, so at some point, you're gonna be like, huh, I'm pretty much guaranteed what I do now. Does he want to? Probably, you know. But if he and he can't have an agent yet, you can have a kind of an NIL agent, but you can't have a pro agent. But I kind of know who his agent's going to be. And you can't disclose your agent, maybe the better. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, you know, friends and family who are like talking to other people, well, what would you recommend? And sometimes it comes back. Uh, you know, I might recommend he stay out. So, again, I, I'm not saying he will or won't, but to, to, to automatically assume that, yeah, he definitely comes back is to be naive. So. Mm. Hey guys, I'm gonna slide out. So uh, if you have other folks that want to come in, hey, wanna, you slide yeah. on out, Dane. What are you doing the rest of the night, bud? Hopefully, uh, not that whole bottle. No, heck no. Uh, I'm gonna watch some ball. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch Georgia for film. Don't lie, and uh, get a head start on that because me and Brent have already been texting about our themes that we have from the game. So I need to go back and make sure that we agree those themes are, are still what we thought from the first watch. Because I always go back and rewatch, and I I learn things that you just don't see the first go around. There you go. Dane Young, everybody. Thanks so much. Brent, Watch, you got, Washington just scored again. You got any uh, final thoughts here before I bring on uh, Red Clay Dog? Uh, just can can they put everyone in a black non-contact jersey <laughs> the entirety of the next like 12 or you know 10 days at least? I'd be curious uh, how many snaps Dejon Edwards gets in practice. I would not think very many. Like... <laughs> 
you know, yeah, like, Moultrie, South Georgia. I, I know I yeah. South Georgia kid, but like, he's tough. boy, but I would just I, have him in bubble wrap on the sidelines. Him and Milton, uh, like both obviously being seniors, like that's a there's a different level. And what you've seen with this team, I think, is that while it is a passing driven team, you don't have Bowers, you now have to become a little different. And the importance of those two and the health of those two, because Milton looked like he hasn't looked since the SEC championship game. Yeah, he looked different today. I mean, just exactly different. Like he looked. Can we take a minute different, just, just so. to appreciate or, or sympathize? Sympathize with how snake bit that poor kid is. Yep. I mean, I, I'm yeah. starting to feel really awful for him. And again, and people say, oh, he's soft. And I go, bullshit. The, the kid's tough as nails. He, he lifts the weights. That uh, stretching he did to get the first down, uh, fighting through there, just the sheer amount of calf power he did to get forward. They, they misspotted it at first, and they reviewed yeah, it, and yeah, so he made it. Uh, la- last week he gets hit uh, after two yards, and he turns it into a six to convert a third down, and then takes it in what, either one or two plays later for a touchdown. He's a difference maker when he's out there. But I mean, he's just uh, just snake bit. I'm like, man, I, I, like I don't I don't know. Did uh, did you disturb an old Indian temple or something? I mean, just cursed. You know, I feel I feel awful for the kid. But if he can but come back, I say like maybe maybe he's somebody like a Frank Gore, who is consistently hurt and then gets to the league and somehow figures out a way to stay consistently healthy and just is you know has a nice little eight to ten year career kind of thing yeah th- that would that would be the if there is karma that yeah. would be the justice that he would deserve it's like look man it's good and you know george's had players like that that just couldn't quite help terrell davis you know i yeah. mean it's like it just it happens but i feel bad for him but again to your point about those guys uh being different in their senior year this is the year they want to show out and he's just he's having a hard time getting to show what he can do um, again, they've got tape on him as well, but you know Kirby doesn't let him bang it up like they would uh, in those in practices. Kind of like you let those offensive linemen, defensive linemen, fight it out. Yeah. So. Speaking of defensive linemen, Damon Wilson getting er- much earlier reps than at any point this season this week. Really? What about Marvin Jones? Yeah, Marvin like, Jones got in uh, first drive, wasn't it? He had a tackle for loss. Yeah. Which I, what was interesting about that is. When you see like a defensive line of or four man front of Chaz, Logue, Stackhouse, Waltower, like if I'm an offense, I'm instantly throwing the football because I know I'm going to have all day to do that. Yeah. Uh, those and, and then you saw that early where it's like, okay, we're not getting any pressure whatsoever. They're throwing, we got to switch. And you saw Jones Jr. come in, you saw Brinson, you saw others kind of come in. So that's, yeah, Brent, that's Brent, uh, a beauty. It came in off a guard. The guy just, I don't know if he missed his assignment. Brentson almost made a big play and they were actually able to kind of get out of that. So he also pressured it on the uh, play where Pop almost got the interception. Yes. He, he was the one pressuring uh, mm-hmm. seals on that too. So maybe that's what I was thinking of because I was thinking it should have been a much bigger play. Yeah. But the fact that uh, they were able to get out of it by not having a pick six go the other way. So that was it. Well, Brent. As always, my friend, we appreciate you, sir. We'll uh, very see you tomorrow night for Film Don't Lie. We'll do. See you, fellas. All right, brother. See you. Let's get a red clay dog in here. Has he called in before? Yeah. Yeah? 
But we had a we had a person on the dog vent for years called Red Clay Hound, and just an absolute pillar of the dog vent. Well, Red Clay Dog, you got to turn your mic on for us to bring in. I uh, won't bring in without it. So uh, there he goes. Well, he's uh. Well, I don't know what's going on. I tried to bring him in. It says he's only audio. Oh, oh yeah, switching over. Yeah. We need a there picture of him this time. No, we, yeah, yeah, we. Red oh, Clay, yeah, he's got guy. A, he pumps my gas. He's a, no, he's the guy that uh, he's the guy that said uh, the the chicken comment or like the pluck every feather. Wasn't it? <laughs> you got to kill every feather on him. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Dead game, man. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm just getting over a, a laminectomy. Back surgery, man. I had back surgery yesterday. I hear you. Really? I've been laying around, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually just going to send you guys a comment. I won't be on here long. I, I wanted to check in. I was watching the show. Uh, I, I think the team is what it is at this point. And I don't think I don't think we're going to see any changes on the defense. It's going to stay about the same for the rest of the year. I think we could slip up against a team that's out, outside the top 25 if we have a bad offensive day. And yeah, turn the ball over a couple of times. Uh, I think the sky's the limit on the offense if everybody gets healthy. I mean, I think we exactly. can work with anybody in the country. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But I also agree with uh, you. You kind of mess around uh, with the Tennessee or a or a Ole Miss, and they can they can hurt you quick. And you know, we saw but, we saw uh, it happen against Auburn, right? And yep, the Jordan Ole Miss Tennessee back. game really, really worried me. I, I think, I think pretty much, and even Missouri. I mean, we we kind of struggle against Missouri uh, over the years. Uh, so, I mean, I, I could see any one of those, or maybe a couple of losses. I hate to say that, but I, I mean, I just I feel like this team's so up and down, and uh, can be a little bit streaky at times. So, anyways. Uh, but- but I was, I, I was actually going to get in the chat play. and just send you guys a chat, but uh, I couldn't get it to work right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them drugs are a hell of a thing after that back surgery, brother. I feel, I feel Man, you. I'm, I'm on some really good bikin'. Uh, <laughs> Unless your yeah. butthole's puckered up so tight after this game. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't know, work I, I, I never really got worried about it, and, and there's not been many games I've been worried in uh, this year. But I, I, I keep waiting for the defense to, like, come alive and something to happen. But I, I really just feel like it is what it is at this point. I feel like they can play. But, man, we're nowhere near as good in the red zone as we've been in the, you know, the past three seasons, which obviously we're missing a lot up front. I mean, you, you have guys uh, like we've had, the Jordan Davises of the world and uh, Jalen Carter, all those guys gone. Uh, I mean – some of those are generational players on defense, I think. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I, I, I would like to see it stiffen up a little bit in the red zone, but, man, it just seems like when anybody gets inside the 20, it's pretty much like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. So, well, but but to be fair, Georgia's actually one of the best teams in the nation on third down. You know, they are. They are. The, 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 they've, they've really done well on third down, they, especially if we get somebody in third and long, uh, they're in trouble. But it just seems like once we get down inside that red zone, man, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, that was a strength that we've had over the last – it was a luxury that we've had. Over, I mean, we, we didn't beat Alabama uh, in the national championship uh, 
if if we hadn't been so strong in the red zone, right? Right. Sure. Right. I mean, I mean, we basically shut them out several, several times, you know, inside the, the 10. And uh, I just don't see that from this defense. And, and I don't know. I'm not saying it's a bad defense. I'm not down on this team. Dude, we've got two national championships. I didn't know if I'd ever see one again in my lifetime. <laughs> right. So right. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Right. I'm not going to complain, man. We've got a we've got decent quarterback play, got some good receivers. I'm enjoying watching them. I'm taking it all in. I still think we have a good season. I think we've got a good shot. And I, I think we can beat anybody in the country. But I, I also think that we could get beat by pretty much anybody in the country right now if we have some turnovers and things like that. I mean, I feel like this team can turn it on. And like I said, you know, you, you mentioned the comment that I made. They're dead game. They're not going to quit. So, yeah. I mean, we've got that going for us. And I almost feel like they're to the point now they don't think they're supposed to lose. And that, that's yeah. a good that's a good mentality to have, you know. So, did you, anyways, you guys, I wouldn't even get on against uh, South Carolina when they're down fourteen to three. They yep. zero panic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're they're uh, they've got ice water in their veins. There's no doubt. And and uh, just man, they 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 play to the well. I mean, you can go all the way back to the Rose Bowl. You know, there were several times, and that's. Yeah. You know that was early on when Kirby had just got there, but he was already building that that type of uh, that type of team. Then, I mean, there, there were several times where I, I wanted to turn that game off and be like, "Yeah, this is over." But but those teams, you know, I think it was the was that the 2017 2018 season. And then 2019, we went to LSU and done the fake field goal, and that was <laughs> yeah. a, that was a younger team, yeah. and I, I felt like that one play kind of set the tone for that game. Uh, obviously, LSU was good those two years. But anyways, uh, I, I do like this team. I'm going to jump off here, guys, because I, I don't feel very good. I was just going to get in the chat with you. But I appreciate you, the friend. show. And, hey, and get better. Feel better. Yeah, we'll yeah, see absolutely. you next week. Absolutely. And and send I'll, me some of those We'll give you Roddy's address and send your left or Vicodin. So we'll see you later. Yeah. yeah I, need to, I need to send you guys a, a, a picture of myself and Lad from a few years ago. There you go. Do it. Yeah. See y'all, man. See ya. See you, Red Clay. He can he, he can send the picture and then he'll put the rest of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, dude, he's tough. He doesn't. He ain't gonna take all of them. I can right, right, that. yeah, yeah. That's that boy's country strong right there. He that, is. I, I grass he, he kicks somebody's ass in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, I, like you see him in a bar. <sighs> yeah, I'm not no, yeah. away. Yeah, um, that, I ain't with him. that did separate you from your uh, soul <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring you going to bring on the historian, and I know he's got something to say, but I want to touch on something that uh, Red Clayhound did right before you bring him on. We're kind of talking about, yeah, you know, we're overreacting as we always do. It's never as good, it's never as bad. And he pointed out that uh, you know Georgia's defense may not get any better. Eh, it may not. Uh, you do have some young guys that are growing up. Again, yeah. Marvin Jones Jr. looked better. Daylon, Daylon, Daylon Everett's getting better each time. But you had your older guys messed up some today. You know, uh, Kamari Lasseter had a, uh, a bust. Uh, uh, Tariq had a bad play. But then he also – he's got four interceptions on the year. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, they went after – Malachi went after. Starks meets a guy at the line. It's a tough tackle to make. I get it. But you meet him in the hole, and he gets past you. You know, just that, – anyway, all that stuff can be cleaned up. But look at – Georgia didn't punt today. We're sitting here bitching about the game in which Georgia did not punt. Look at the drives. Fumble, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, field goal, interception, touchdown, into half. 
And hey, they could have scored one more time. I mean, they Cash Jones gets it down. They could have punched it. You don't know you're not going to with 41 seconds left. You just take the knee, but uh, especially after what Miami did. My point yeah. being is uh, we're, we're complaining about Georgia when the uh, 17 point win when they could have uh, without the turnovers. You know those mistakes and the fact that your offense, even down three starters, never punted. Right. Uh, that and the fact that Georgia would have been without at least one football had Brett Thorson punted in that stadium because it would have not stayed in there. Uh, with and we're also not talking about the wind. Yeah. Again, rain is bad, but you deal with rain. Wind can screw up your game because if you're a quarterback and it's a windy day, that ball travels on you and sails. And I'm not saying that had to do with those two long passes that weren't on target, but uh, the fact that you were able you to sc- kick, you kicked a 44 yarder into the wind and made it. Payne Woodring was just money. You didn't give them a lot of return yards. You didn't give them cheap first downs that way in the return game. So you saw you that uh, that kick for Vanderbilt when uh, they they had the fumble. They, they kicked the field goal. They had seven points. It was early in the game. It was like seven seven. They could have gone up on Georgia. That ball just died. It was like it just got hit in the matrix with the wind that uh, stopped it. It looked like it was good, and then literally five, ten yards before it got to the goalpost, just fell. Uh, Dude, we, we called it good. Yeah. I, you, I know you were taking care of your baby or some bullshit like that, but we, those of us who were actually working, uh, it looked good. The way it kicked and the way the camera was up on that crane yeah. or whatever, it yeah. looked down. It's like, oh, it's right down the middle. He nailed it. And they're like, nope, good. It was, it was be like 47 yards, but it was short. Yeah. Again, kicking in that wind, it does matter. And you ask any smile. coach, they'll tell you, I'd rather play on a rainy day than a windy day. Yeah, that, that kicker even smiles like, I, no, I got no well, yeah. more leg. Screw you yeah. guys. I can't yeah. keep my Things leg on great my to me. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's bring on the historian. You want to? Yeah. Let's do it. He's, he's, he's got that look in his eyes like he's ready yeah, to bring the pain, man. Yeah, I know. No, I'm no. going to actually just bring some positive cheer today. Got You know, got me a little Georgia starter jacket. It's a little chilly today. And oh, unfortunately. You're not even wearing it. Say again? You're not even wearing it. No, I'm in the house now. I wore this outside. <laughs> I had to step outside. I had to step outside. I was polishing off a good bottle of Jack while right. watching the game because I was pissed today. But um, I'm just being honest with you. You know, Malachi Starks, he hurt my feelings today. You know, I got the Junkyard Dog shirt on today. So a little something for my guy Malachi. Hurt my feelings today. But, um, you know, and you just talked about a, bit, a play that he ended up missing that he normally would make. Right. So, you know, he's got to, you know, I know he's young and he's got to understand your athleticism is not going to make every play. Sometimes you got to learn, as they would say, you got to know how to play pool, especially when you're playing that safety position. You got to get good angles and positive angles when you're actually making tackles. We had tackles today that we should have made. One of the guys that I hold responsible for that is Jermaine Dumas Johnson, Pop. Pop has been out of position a lot this year if you pay attention to it, just like the pass play that he ended up having to let the guy's um, shoulder pad go because they'd have caught him for a horse collar. But we've got to get Pop to start filling the holes, period. Like he's – it seems like he's waiting to engage people opposed to doing what he did last year was just stepping up in those gaps and being able to blow things up, you know. So we've got to get better with that. Smile Monday did his thing today. Got to give it to him. The kid been playing good all year. And those um, two back-to-back plays where Pop – they sent Pop through the big gap. And that guard slid over and got a hand on him and a hand on your, uh, I guess, your three-eye technique. He was like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, you know, you, you can't have that. <laughs> so, again, that, that wasn't no. just on Pop because Pop should be clean, right? 
So Bob should be committed. You, you have someone engaging the guard. He's supposed to come straight through and back to back plays and tie him up. Oh, I'm not going to take away from that because our defensive I mean, line but has been Jaylen a lot better. There, that guy, that guard's only on Jalen. Yeah. And just think about it. Our defensive line, as you're saying, as you pointed that out, which is which is I was going to be my next thing. I was going to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead on you, man. No, you're okay. It's okay. But think about it. Our defensive line is more of a liability this year because we're not making the plays that we normally are used to seeing. My thing is, you know, Warren Branson got to give him his credit. He's doing his thing. But when are we going to see Jordan Big Baby Hall? Because it seems like when he gets in, that pocket gets pushed. Doesn't matter who's in front of him. And is it is it the fact that he might not know the playbook just yet, or yeah. is it the fact that they're not trusting him just yet? Because physically, not many people can stand in front of him because the kid is strong as an ox yes, and quick as a cat. And um, I have to say, Taki Smith, you know, shout out to North Philly zone. You know, he's North Philly tough. It's something about these boys that come out of out of Philly. You see, Haynes is going to be the next one that's going to probably impress people when he gets his opportunity. Um, I really believe that we both, need both to... CJs. Say again. Both CJs, CJ yeah, Allen, CJs. Mm-hmm. and uh, CJ Smith. Bad, yeah, bad dudes. CJ Smith, you know, Mount Dora kid out of Orlando. You talk about being in a sense. You talk about being in a sense of how can I put it? Good hands, good speed. He's shown physicality in the blocking game as well. Oh, yeah, he was laying people out. Exactly, and I feel like okay. You might have to bring in some of these younger guys to spark up some of these older players right now because some guys, I just feel like I'm not saying that we 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 didn't play our greatest game today, but I feel like maybe you need to sit some of the older guys sometimes in some plays and make them think like, okay, my job is not secure. These young guys are chomping at the bit to get out here, and you know once they learn the playbook, that's what I'm saying. I feel but, like give those young guys a chance. Don't you run into this problem though? Uh, we saw this maybe with Arian Smith. <laughs> your your job's on the line. Yep. Okay. You get out there, you know you got to make a play. So mm-hmm. you push too hard. You overcompensate. You over you you overshoot on your rush. You go too deep because you're trying to get to the quarterback. So sometimes bringing you know putting the heat on somebody can actually turn out to be a bad thing. But so think about that. And the second question I'll ask you after you answer that one. Okay. So when you talk about it, let's be let's be real. Nope. It's just like everybody in the regular world out here. When you talk about a job, if you're not doing your job, they're going to find somebody to replace you. And that's just, I mean, just in the real world, let's just be right. real. You got guys with talent and people that have talent, but the more mistakes that you make and the more things that you don't compensate for pretty much puts this team into a bind. So you've got to be in a situation where you got to have somebody ready to go just in case this person is not performing at the level that they should be performing. Yeah, but we don't have anybody that can come in right now and play for Pop. Okay. Nah, I, I, I agree. DJ Allen's you. good, but he ain't, he ain't Pop. Nah. Jalen Walker is phenomenal. Jalen's great at getting after quarterback. He ain't it. So I'm with you there. Yeah, it's, it's just the fact that I think we need, like I said, we got to get guys game reps and get, the, get that experience level up for these guys. But it, like I said, it's not on – it's not just the experience. It's – how fast are they learning this playbook? How are they digesting it? Because I know that's a huge factor in a lot it's of guys not getting on the field. Yeah. yeah. It is very complicated. My, my second question was going to be, I was going to ask about rotations, but I don't like to get into coaches' rotations. I don't see practice, know what's going yeah. on, you know. But how many of these games, Paul and the historian, were you 
expecting Georgia to blow somebody out. It was a little tighter and went a little longer than you expected it to. Now, against you didn't expect this against Kentucky, but you damn sure expected it against Vandy. Because I wrote in my column about the number of guys I expected to see from offense and defense if the game went the way it's supposed to. When you your your starters blow everybody out, you know, and you get uh, you got room against UAB and Ball State to bring in all the new guys to get them those reps. You get uh, Damon Wilson more reps. You know, you get Gabe Harris more reps. You know, you get uh, not not only Jordan Hall, but uh, Jamal Jarrett. You know, get out there. I want to see A.J. Harris. But right, I don't want to pull anybody to put A.J. Harris in right now, even though, he, though he's really great. He's going to be a star. But I don't want to pull Kamari Lasser yet. I, I was hoping you, you my ideal thing was after you're up 35 nothing or something, you could pull Kamari Lasser and let Julian Humphrey just be the opposite uh, – on the opposite side of uh, uh, Damon Everett, Damon mm-hmm. Everett. But again, you couldn't get there. So it's like when you can't put these teams away, you're also hurting your depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one thousand percent. I looked up uh, just because we were talking about Jordan Hall. I just wanted to make sure that they they weren't looking at him as like a redshirt candidate. That's obviously not the case, though. So he's played in uh, almost every game so far. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like a. He'd only played in two or three games, and they're going to kind of try to save him. It's not the case. So uh, probably the playbook for for Hall would be my guess. Uh, but but he's probably the next guy up, I would think, uh, on that D-line. But Roddy's right. You know, you want to see these guys be able to play, but you also have to be able to push teams away pretty quickly in order to do that, and they haven't been able to do that. Like Vandy is – we've looked at Vandy, what, the last five years. have been like, hey, after halftime – you know, this is where the real Georgia fans watch the game because you get to see the true freshmen and, and you know, the, the yeah, everybody else is switched over to Alabama. <laughs> right, right. Everybody else mm-hmm. switches over because the game's 42 nothing. but you have those freaks, you know, like us and the freaks that watch this show that just want to consume all the Georgia content they can. They want to see those backups. You can't see them when, you know, the, the game's pretty close like that. So I think that's that's what's, uh, to, to Roddy's point, kind of been the, I don't know, you're, you just can't see the depth this year because they haven't been able to put anybody away. Exactly. And the issue and the issue with that is it's kind of it's kind of like the old saying goes, you keep a coward around long enough, they'll bust you in the mouth. Mm. That's the thing. That's the thing you look at. With wait, 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 wait. I've, 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 I've never heard that. If you keep a coward around long enough, they'll hit you in the mouth. Just saying when you're playing against teams that you're supposed to put away, you got to put you got to put them down. Yeah. You, no, you're right. And the problem that we have with Georgia right now is this. These young, these are young guys, by the way, young men, by the way. We got some older cats on the team holding the young bucks accountable. But got to remember, these are young kids. They get up for the big games. They get up for the big games. For the games like this, they, they probably walked off the bus and said, we getting ready to just go ahead and kick their ass. Just literally beat them like they owe us money. That's pretty much what they thought. But the thing that these guys got to understand is you're in the SEC. You can lose any given week the moment that you take folks lightly. And it doesn't matter who you playing. Yeah, we're supposed to thump Vanderbilt, but everybody remembers that we did lose to him at Kirby Smart's first year. Yeah, I'm just saying. We yeah. lost to him this first year. I'm not saying that we would have done that anyway, but you don't keep a team like Vanderbilt in the game. You don't give them any kind of hope because, truthfully, they don't have the depth to compete with what we have at Georgia, point blank, period. And we've got to execute better. We've got to execute better, you know. 
I was hard. Like I said, I'm being hard on Tate Ratlish because he's been here for a minute. He's looking like a turnstile at a Marta station right now. Everybody's hey, getting hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Like last week, he was lights out. Last, but that's last. But here's the thing. Hey, story. I'm about to give you some history, baby. Look, last week <laughs> he uh, he did great. This week, first half, I was we we called out some misses. Second half, when he had a, a, a true freshman beside him, they ran behind his big ass five, six, seven times on that uh, drive to kind of put the salt the game away. And I actually, when I wrote about Dejan Edwards getting the ball seven times, going 75 yards or whatever it was, I, I mentioned Tate Rattledge in that same thing, just because I want to take up for him because he had had some misses. And he'll be the first to tell you, go back two weeks ago before the Kentucky game, he's like, yeah, our run game is not where we want it to be. You saw that at Auburn. He goes, that's mm -hmm. on me. He didn't say us. He said, that's on me. Well, I'm not really really standard. So, again, you, so yeah. you're right. He had but he did right. I won't give him credit. I like him. I'm just being real. It's not personal, but I like him. But the issue is this: when is when do we get consistency? When do we get consistency? Consistent consistency out of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, because no. here's the problem. You you pointed out the history to me, but I'm gonna point this out to you. When do we get the consistency? Because I'm yeah. not gonna let you just bust my chops like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that, dog. We're not going there. So yeah. I'm gonna tell you like this: when are you gonna get that consistency to where? That off, I mean, think about it. We ran against Kentucky. We ran the day with Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton today. Hopefully, he stays healthy and we can still have him. But when can we have that complete game where we're not blown with teams that we're supposed to blow off the ball? Well, because I mean, yeah, to be fair, you, you lost a your starting tackle in the middle of that game. Now, of course, Georgia of knew course. going in they could run it. And I, I talked to people like, we can run on these guys, we can run on them. And then their secondary is all banged up. We're going to do play action pass. And you saw every time they went under center, they went play action. And it was usually there. Uh, and lo losing. So, but again, consistency against Vandy should be good. Let's see consistency against Ole Miss. And I'm with you. And we're talking about the ups and downs of Tate Rattledge. You can also say the ups and downs. There's a couple plays that uh, uh, Freely yeah. missed. There's one or two that yep. uh, uh, Ernest Green had. Ernest Green, I was doing it's, still changing, it's still changing uh, guards every yeah. year. You know, now, and I got a question for you. You're right. And, and, and that's the and that's the whole thing. We got to get consistency because here's the thing. Dejan Edwards is a workhorse. Dejan Edwards is a workhorse. It's just what it is. But I got to say, we also got to continue to move the pocket with Carson Beck, because even though he stands there, we've got to pretty much put him in a position where he can roll out and let it fly because. He still he might not be Stetson Bennett with his speed, but he's still a threat to take off and pick up positive yardage. And the defense has to I respect asked him about him. that. I literally asked him about that on uh, Monday or something. I'm like, do you ever go to Mike Bubble and say, hey, coach, let me keep it? He's like, no, I never do. You know, I'm not about getting hit or something like that. I'm like, you did it in high school. Thank you. You you think about it. You did it. You did it in high school. In he was a damn dangerous dual threat. He got uh, Florida player of the year. Think about yeah, it. No, player of the year. He got Mr. Florida football, which means he was the best football player As in the division he was in. And the division he played in was one of the toughest because you talk about the Miami Centrals, the Northwesterns, and the big-time schools that you hear about coming out of the state. He knocked those teams off championship. So all I'm saying is Beck's got to be in a situation where we actually move him around and move that pocket to where he's not a sitting duck either. Because if you notice, 
when we were able to move him around, Dominique Lovett started to eat a little bit today. He finally hit those hands started to work today. I'm I'm happy for him because he's had some critical drops, but today was a good day to see him catch a touchdown so we can get confidence up. And the other thing I'm going to say is we got to – now that Bowers, you know, thank God the X-ray was negative, I think we should go ahead and start getting Ra Ra Thomas in a spot where we – we start featuring him a little bit more to where he can open it up as well because if Bowers isn't going to be, you know, for the next game, I'm praying that he's good for the next game. But if he's not, you got to make Ra-Ra that dude and start using um, – funneling in Oscar Delp a little bit. lucky a little bit too. And, yeah, and you know me, I was the first person to write about Makai Muse before spring practice. I wrote a column about it said, hey – Okay, when G-Day happens, I'm going to tell you all about this kid. His name's Makai Muse. He's not that big. And he takes a he gets a kickoff, takes it to the house. It was, it was called back. But I'm like, look, he's he's legit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take credit for it because I always like to pat myself on the back, you know. But that was uh, – he's turned out to be a great guy. And I'm, I, I, wrote him, I wrote about him being the MVP of special teams. Now, he did drop one today, and he's dropped another one earlier, so it's starting to make yeah. me worry about it. But he's usually dead on. But – and I saw he got three passes today. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But why not feed Rara? Why not feed Rara? You fed Dominic and it turned out well, but I'm thinking, man, get the ball to Rara Thomas. As much as you you can count on Lad McConkey all the time, I think Rara can be that guy, exactly. that money guy. And Dominic is not make, breaking the tackles. I think mm-hmm. Rara might be able to. Well, Rara, well you got to remember, Rara is about six. 15, you know, good size receiver, and you can't arm tackle him. Yeah. And I I know y'all, I know y'all laughed at me when I made comparisons. I'm gonna do it again, so I don't give a damn if they laugh. I feel like Rod Rod Thomas game, you know, for us football fans, it reminds me of a little bit of Andre Reed when he was with the Bills. A lot of people don't talk about how devastating of a blocker he was. <laughs> what, I'm just saying, and good hands. No, you can pull up your hoodie all you want. I'm not saying that he's a Hall of Famer. I'm saying his game is similar. Good hands, he blocks, and he's the guy to count on to catch a tough pass when it's you know when it needs to be caught, just like Marcus Rosemary Jack saying. So I mean, I, I know you laughing or whatnot. It's okay. You can pull no, up your hoodie all day. I did, I, I, hey, I did that just because uh, the the last two. Uh, from the first time you did it, uh, you just you you warranted that response regardless of who you said. Of so, course. Like, uh, of hey, have y'all noticed when you were able to stack Car- uh, Carson Beck, when you're able to stack Brock Bowers and Lad McConkie on one side, how effective that is when they run their two different depths and one of them, whoever the safety goes with, they go to the other guy and it always works. Yep. You notice the same thing works when you line up Rara and Dominic Lovett on the other side. It's just, hey, we're going where they ain't. If you want to stick with one of us, the other guy's open. And I was begging for it in the game, and sure enough, there it was. And I'm like, and here's the thing: I'm I'm terrible at football analysis. I'm a I'm hell of a shitty writer. The point is, if I can see it that obviously, I'm like, come on, Mike, just just line them <laughs> up, man. Just line them up, two by two, and just kill them with it, you know. And Carson's just like, oh, I got it. And he looks up and he sees it over. And he's like, okay. We got a single high safety wherever that some bitch goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna gash him the other way. So can we get Arian Smith some help with his hands, please? Because that that's that's been a few times this year that he's been down, easily been hit, 
and he's dropped it or he's leaving his feet too soon. He, I felt like he could have kept running and he would have caught that. It's been two passes he could have, he's could have done that this year and they would have turned out to be big plays. Like, have yet to hit that one big home run ball where, you know, where we're going to throw it deep. But I feel like Arian Smith got to get them hands together because he's dangerous with the ball in his hand, period. They will, he'll, he'll eventually get one, right? We'll, we'll be sitting here in the old years too. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he'll get one. Right. And we'll yeah. sit there and be like, finally. But yeah, it's you're right. It's it's tough, man, because when you're just a when you're a kind of a one route receiver uh, and you're yeah. not able to capitalize on those routes, you don't get in very much after that. So it's it's tough for him, man. Historian, uh, man, I appreciate everything, my friend, as always. Appreciate you coming on to the show with us. Catch you guys later. All right, man. He brings the heat. I love him a lot. It does I bring mean, the heat. I hey, guess it. what I'm doing tonight, Roddy? Drinking tap water? Uh, no. Well, if we keep going, I am. But uh, no, I'm taking the wife out to eat. Uh, since it's not a night game, we're not. I'm not having to hang out with you till two a.m. We're actually going to go get a meal together. My sister just came in the door, and she's going to watch the young the young pup for us uh, while we do that. So what a what a he, nice. He, he can't go that far. Just put him some food, some water in the crib. What's going to do? Climb out? Look, it, my sister wanted to come watch him, so it's that's what we're doing. Oh, we're yeah, going to. We're going to go have a nice meal. Um, but before we do that, we've got to give out helmet stickers and we've got to go around the SEC. So which one do you want to do first? I don't know. I'm supposed to talk bad about Bobo, apparently. Uh, that's not. Yeah. That's not, not, know, no, don't don't do it. Don't don't. I'm just saying. Had a great show. Bobo, had a great dropped, show. Bobo dropped that pass over the middle. <laughs> Tre Trevor said, bring this show on the road and let's go to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That will work out great. Uh, around the, we'll go around the league real quick. Um, so yeah. around the league, normally uh, with Georgia's late starts recently, we, we've been able to see the winners of these games. Uh, so right now it's going to sound a little weird, but Texas A&M and Tennessee just started the third quarter. Texas A&M 10, Tennessee 7. Be interested to see where that one goes. Half time. I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. Yeah, that's I just what it is. Yeah. Interesting to see how that one. Yeah, it is. It is. Interesting to see what's going to happen in that one. Uh, halftime, speaking of low scoring, the opposite of that, Florida 24, South Carolina 21. Uh, so, Neither one has a good defense, and they both got good quarterbacks. Yeah. Let me check on Graham Mertz. That dude is a uh, completion percentage. Oh, he's only 16 of 24 only. I, I kid because uh, I think last week he was like 27 of 30. So He is completing 80% of his passes. Now, granted, yeah. there are a lot of them behind the line. But still, right. against air, four out of five passes – it's it's pretty crazy what he's been able to do. Uh, tonight you've got Auburn and LSU seven o'clock on ESPN. Curious on the, I think LSU is going to actually destroy him. Jaden Daniels is uh, is a man on a mission, but their their defense isn't that great. Auburn's yeah. offense is also terrible though. So you have that Missouri and Kentucky. That actually is going to be a pretty good game. That is going to be very very interesting because both of them need it. Needed in a big way, yeah. big way to stay relevant. Uh, Missouri obviously needs it a little bit more than Kentucky because they have one loss already and they haven't played Georgia yet. So if they do want to win the, the East, they need to win this game big time. Uh, and then the other one, Alabama sneaks out against Arkansas 24-21. Normally, in uh, just about any other season than this one, this would have been trending on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. Uh, Nobody was really talking about this because it's Alabama. I don't know if they're falling off, but this would have been a huge, like everybody would have turned their TVs to it 
not a ton of people did. And then just top 25. Yeah, it was an early one. Top 25 matchups. You obviously have the Washington-Oregon game that's at halftime right now. Washington 22, Oregon 18. Trying to see if there's any other good ones. You got North Carolina. to win that game, so. Yeah, you've got North Carolina-Miami tonight. Maybe they'll yeah. fumble it again. Uh, and then USC and Notre Dame. That would be interesting. I'm all on to watch the uh, implosion of either one of those two teams. I would like to see Notre Dame beat USC just because Notre Dame's already lost two. See what happens with Caleb Williams, but who knows? Where's your uh, – okay. How, how many How many helmet stickers are you giving out today? Well, there's 22 starters. We're not constrained by uh, budgets. Hey, dude, KC gave us 10 bucks. He did. He did. So we're good. Yeah. We're good this show. So we're good. And, so. and uh, shout out to Jermaine for giving us $1.99. He said, first show in weeks, so it'll end before 3 a.m. Yes, Jermaine. Uh, it's very yeah. nice. Very hey, nice. Hey, take that money, buy your wife something nice. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm taking her to McDonald's and she can get whatever she wants. Let's see. Yeah, red and black dog. Paul taking lady out to McDonald's, let her order anything she wants off the dollar menu. They don't have the dollar menu anymore. Uh, it's gone, man. Yeah. It's gone. Um, okay. Anybody that just sticks out to you for the first Yeah, that, they, they, that's tough. I mean, normally I'm like, hey, here's 47 right, guys. I come up right, with right. I like scroll backwards. Well, Dominic love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nine catches, 72 yards. Uh, that that comeback he had to put Georgia right down on the goal line was big. Um, I thought that, that route was, he ran for that touchdown was crazy. Yeah. So I, I love that one. Um, I saw he got, you know, 47 yards after the catch of his 72. That's pretty good. I still would like to see him break some tackles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. make, make a guy miss. And here's the thing that kind of frustrates me about the, the Georgia compared to the last, and it's, it's not fair to compare to the last two years, but, there were those deep shots, even when George Pickens was out most of the year, that they would hit. You know, a long one to Lad McConkey, a long one to Brock Bowers. There's just those occasional deep balls that were at. And I would love to see Dominic Lovett be that down the field danger threat. If Aaron Smith is going to miss his or, you know, or hell, try Dylan Bell, run him out of the backfield and let him go on a, uh, a wheel route or something and just. That long pass down the sideline, I'd like to see. But for right now, Dominic Lovett, definitely. Oh, Peyton Woodring. Offense. Jesus, Peyton. Yeah. But I was going to say, before you take my offensive player, because I know how you like to just double up on both sides of the ball, I'm taking Dejon Edwards. Uh, oh, God, yeah. That's, the I, guy is – We should have stood, stood out. That should have – how could I have forgotten? Right, and I did too. I did too. But that's kind of how Edwards plays his game. Nobody talks about him. He goes out there and competes. He doesn't, you know – he doesn't do very many interviews. He did his first one, I think, last week uh, with the media, and he just flies under the radar. Shout out to to Edwards, man. Again, I love the kid, but he's a terrible interview. I interviewed him great. at the uh, championship you know, when they made all the players available. I don't think I used it, yeah. and it's nothing wrong with him. It's just he's like one one word, two word answers. That's what. That's kind of the guy he is, though. Yeah, he, like, he doesn't. He said, I, I could tell I was making him uncomfortable. He's like he didn't want to talk about himself, so right? Okay, dude, I'm gonna move on to somebody else, you know. But so helmet sticker out to Edwards, man. Uh just continuing to put that uh running back group on his back big yeah. time. So uh I would also like to give one to Monroe Freeling for being present duty good. on the road. 
Good play. Uh, good, good sticker. They did kind of, uh, we didn't see it as much, but they, you know, they start overloading that side, you know, uh, to force you to give them some help, which basically takes your other tight end out of the game a little bit. You know, you got to roll your uh, running back over to that side just to help him out. And all of a sudden it takes away what you can do. You know, it limits you. People think of, oh, well, you know, those guys are out, but new guys can step up. No, new guys aren't as good as the guys that they're having to replace. So it can actually hurt you two, three players down the chart because you lose a right tackle. Now you've got to put a new right tackle in there. And now you got to take a, a tight end and kind of help out or something else. So, it, uh, but hey, to be pressed into duty and not give up a sack, that was good. Uh, and I think we should have to give uh, uh, one to uh, Brett Thornton for not even having to get off the bus. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that. Or maybe no, you no. get one back from last week. Or man, you yeah. need crap today. Give me a helmet sticker back. <laughs> uh, I can tell the trolls are in here. This is uh, yeah, that's my brother-in-law. They're, they're going to be in trouble. Eleven twenty. He's a tech fan. He's he's sitting down there taking care of my son right now. So, uh, yeah, no, we're, I think George would be just fine. He just can't say to health, George. Yeah. <laughs> uh, defensively, hmm. I was going to go again with Tyke, but that blown coverage assignment, eesh. Um, Warren Brinson. Yeah, I was I was looking interior. I was going to say Warren Brinson or Christian Miller. If Christian yeah. got hurt. Christian, yeah, Christian was playing really good before he got hurt. Uh, Warren Brinson, Smile had a good game. Uh, but I think we're kind of used to that from Smile, you know, yeah. at this point. I mean, Smile leads, you, leads tackles, gets the sack, you know. Right. Tackle for loss, QB I'm hurry. Marvin Jones Jr. I like that pick. I like that pick. I know. I gave it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was good to see him get out there and do do his stuff. So I thought that was a big one. Um, and, yeah, I was with you. Uh, Warren Brinson was – he got through there a few times, but – uh, definitely, Marvin Jones. Not a ton of helmet stickers, uh, even well, with a, even with a, even with an unrestrained budget here for them. Well, here's the thing: for every guy that you could say, "Oh, we definitely get," the, well, let's give one to Carson Beck. You know, two touchdowns, uh, almost three. You know, two hundred sixty some yards passing is also his least effective day of the year. Uh, he had the the pick six. You know, there's the strip fumble. Uh, he took a sack on uh, third and uh, whatever and. Made the made it go from a thirty uh, eight yard field goal to yeah. a forty four yard field goal or thirty four yard field goal. Sorry, excuse me, thirty six. So he lost an eight yard sack. Dude, throw the ball away. So he didn't have his best game. You know, he missed two uh, downfield passes. So, but again, he also had other stuff that was good. So you know, Kamari Lasser usually instantaneous uh, helmet. Yeah, picked on. He got picked on a little bit today. Yeah. Um, compared compared to normally, he doesn't get thrown to at all. Right. Yeah. So you know, three or four that, passes is pretty big for him. Uh, Pop had a, I mean, hell, five tackles. Uh, they they forced him into coverage a couple times. He had a pass breakup. That's good. But there's also a couple times where it's like, man, you didn't get home. They sent you, and you got to get home. So everybody can say good and bad. That's kind of the 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 recap of the George game. Good and bad. Yep. Yep. Easy win. Didn't feel as comfortable as it as it turned out to be, right? Yeah, I think I think we. Uh, oh, Ron Corson, screw it, Ron Corson, <laughs> George's trainer. Jeez, dude, I, dude, give him the helmet sticker roll. Yeah, just yeah, you're get right. Get those guys back by Florida. Yeah, yeah, 
Before we leave out of here, um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am. Brock Bowers against Florida, yay or nay? I'm going to say nay. Oof. And you just have to leave with a little bit of Munson pessimism there from Ryan Nabolsi. Yeah, it. I mean, high ankle sprain is what we heard. Uh, they Then they say he's negative, test negative. I just don't trust George's luck that far. And besides, I think you can beat them without him. Hey, according to uh, Kirby Smart, he probably could have came back in there, you know? If we need I don't know if you saw this, but I put on the again. That's the reason. That's why you watch the watch along show is, you know, we're actually gathering data. Sometimes you'll see me on my computer there, and I get the little text thing open, and I'm texting people back and forth, and uh, we got a little information, and we you know, we appreciate. We can't tell you who, but you know, we had some good stuff there, and uh, I text, I tweeted out what I, what we were hearing or what Kirby said at the end of it, and somebody responded. Kirby Smart would have said Abe Lincoln could have gone back to the game after his uh, uh, events at the Ford Theater. I'm like, yeah. He was saying the guy was day-to-day that had a Liz Frank fracture in his head. <laughs> I think it was uh, – he was saying that about uh, – I forgot who that was, but I remember. Darnell Washington or whoever. Yes. Like, oh, yes. yeah. We hope to get him back this week. I'm like, he's out six weeks. Yeah. Come on, or whatever BS, you know. Kirby's always like, yeah. We hope to get him back tomorrow, but I mean, right now he's in. Day to day uh, is the biggest Kirby bullshit. He's ever. in St. Mary's Hospital right now at this yeah, moment. Exactly. Tomorrow we he should be back. We've got him kind of getting back, transitioned to solid food. Yeah, uh, but he's got typhoid, but he'll, right. he'll be fine by the weekend. He got right. dengue fever, bone break fever, but he'll be okay. You know, but right. uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get some fluids in him, and he'll be fine. Right. Yeah, get a couple of electrolyte packets in the kid, and he'll he'll be ready to go. So uh, see, now I, I want to agree with Taiki. I mean, with Jenna, she's like Taiki got that yeah, idea. I know he or, did. I know he did. But he also, I can't give him a bone. I can't. I you know he's my boy too. I can't give him a bone this week. I can't do it. I just can't do it. So, but uh, Roddy, appreciate you as always jumping you on. You just want to go eat with your wife. You're so oh, screw me. You know, slacker. Uh, next week, guys. Guys, next week we won't be here. Obviously, it's a bye week. Uh, but the week after, big game, big game down in Jacksonville. You going, Roddy? I know you. Yeah, I got to go to that one. I got a yeah. TV thing and a speaking engagement. So uh, Roddy will be down there. You gonna be able to jump on with me, or that remains to be determined. Well, we'll find out, guys. Hopefully, Georgia doesn't lose, and I have to do the show by myself because that would suck. So, guys, we'll see you in two weeks from now. We appreciate all of our sponsors, all of you guys that commented and bring this show we didn't actually did you guys mention our uh friends of the rogue shop uh i don't think anybody did no see i feel bad for you uh so our friends at the rogue shop let me you know clear out that thing uh check out the uh it's called the rogue shop it's pretty easy to find them on online just go to the rogue shop.com uh they are family owned it's a small batch and when i say family owned it's guy and his wife you know they make this stuff on their own. They're doing it. It's not some giant corporation. So when you reach out to Richard and his wife, they have these cool uh, Delta 8 trick-or-treat sample packs, the Delta 9 trick-or-treat sample packs. They have their pain cream. That's uh, People love this stuff. So if you have aches and pains, you have chronic pains, the Delta 8 will help you. So will the pain cream. Now, I have a meniscus issue. I've used that pain cream on my knee. I walk five, six to eight miles a day. Without that stuff, I would not have been walking as far as I did. It took out some of the inflammation. I got a lot better in that left knee, and I don't wear my brace anymore. Uh, if you have problems sleeping, you start going through here, and you'll see Delta-8 THC gummies, very potent sleeping aid, also good for chronic pain. 
see the delta eight uh, in a higher or in a lesser uh, potency, and they, he sells out of these all the time. So, and they have a big sticker on there that says night use, night use, night use. So if you are an insomniac, if you have trouble sleeping, you know, or if you have chronic pain, try the Delta-8 gummies, the THC gummies. Understand that if you're a company drug test, you will probably pop positive. So be check out your, uh, you know, don't get yourself in trouble at work. But there's pages and pages and pages of stuff here. They even have like hot chocolate. But check out our friends at the Rogue Shop. They are the best. And they have a promo code called Bulldogs10, B-U-L-L-D-O-G-S-1-0. That gets you 10% off any of your orders at the Rogue Shop. Check them out. And again, Richard's a huge uh, college football fan. He's a former military guy, and he does high-end quality control of his stuff, and we highly recommend him. So check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys, uh, and they're big college football fans, yeah? Oh, dude, he's a giant Texas fan. I, I didn't have the heart to call him after the uh, Oklahoma, lost Oklahoma. But last year after they whipped Oklahoma's ass, he was, he was all ready to talk about everything, so – Right. Oh, yeah. See, KC's got it. Give that pain cream to Bowers. Absolutely. You know. I've got something uh, here before we leave, Roddy. I just got this sent to me. I'll present it real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Where is it? Got the boy watching us downstairs. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Got us. Got him watching us downstairs. We were able to get it up here. So that that's a picture I'll uh, – Keep for a while there. Is he still watching? Butthole. Uh, pro- Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> Butthole. I'm gonna get that first word in. Butthole. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, guys, we appreciate you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you in two Saturdays from now. Georgia, Florida, guys, big game. We'll be here. Uh, we appreciate you for watching with us. Before you leave, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We're on our road to 50k. We hit 40k. We're on our road to 50k. So, for riding a bolsey, I'm Paul Meharry. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you soon. See you later.